Pastor Remote, I'm James Chalmers, and with me as always are my lovely co-hosts, Tina Harris-Natus. Hello! And Nick Owen. Good evening. And we're back. I've been super excited to do this show. This is like maybe one of my new favourite things of the week today. Round two. Round can two. I, can I just say before we get into it, I sort of feel like Nick's name is incomplete. I feel like he should be Nick Owen Chalmers. Like he should have a hyphenated last well, name with your last name. One, the one syllable... Like, it's too quick, my name. Yeah. Nick Owen. Like, yeah. it I, I d- definitely agree. It doesn't sound like it's enough yeah. things. But Owen Chalmers sounds good. Owen Chalmers, yeah, you guys I'm, should be brothers. We're not either married or brothers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could introduce him as Nicholas Owen. No, it's the ending. Okay. Owenowski. Yeah. Russian counterpart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dark Seafood. <laughs> uh, that's my awesome alter ego <laughs> online. The worst of the Sith Lords. <laughs> <laughs> it's Akbar as a Sith Lord. <laughs> Which, by the way, next week, just to jump ahead, we'll be able to talk Star Wars because that yeah. is out. I am hoping to see it tomorrow. Sunday night. You guys yeah. are seeing it tomorrow? No, we're not going to see it tomorrow because we're busy. We're thinking it's Saturday morning. Yeah. But if not, we could even. I finished early on Friday, so we can go Friday after work. That's true. Like an early afternoon screening. Uh, I mean, worst case scenario, I have next Tuesday and Wednesday off, so we can always do it then. But yeah. I'd rather watch it sooner rather than later. Yes. yes. It's getting yes. some great yes. reviews. Yes. How have we all been since the last recording? Busy, but good. It is that wonderful time good, of year. because yeah. I'm not busy. Yeah, it's the opposite for you. Like, you're busy in the middle uh, of the year. It's like the best chill down time ever. It's just like, you get you sit around and you do nothing and you get paid for it. Yeah, it's so good. Really good. That yeah. is the opposite. I'm busting my nuts like every day. And what about work, though? <laughs> <laughs> this guy with his... Late 90s American Pie puns. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, great reference. On the connection to an awful movie, so. <laughs> Does not age well, American Pie. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't gone back for a little while, so. <clears throat> uh, so, uh. But that's not the theme of this episode, though, is it? We do have a theme, we have a discussion point, but I thought we'd open the show as we always do, as of last episode, and as we will continue to do, we'll do some reviews, and then we'll do uh, our discussion topic of the week. Mm. Um, did you, uh, did anyone go and watch any movies in this last fortnight? No new movies. Well, Tina and I did go to see movies, so mm, we'll start with that one. some old movies. I've got some TV, but you guys go with your movies. I think with our old movies, we might save that for next week's episode. We can talk about it briefly oh, okay. if you want. Yeah, I'll talk about it briefly. But yeah, because of the theme of next week, we might save more discussion. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. So Tina and I went and saw a movie, uh, called The Founder. Oh, with Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton as uh, plays Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's. Um, also stars... Oh, what's the dude's name? The guy plays Ron Swanson. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Oh, yeah. Um, and a bunch of other cats who's in there. Like, it's a really... Actually, BJ Novak's in as well from The Office. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a really small cast. Um, but uh, it was pretty great. Yeah, I really liked it. I really, really liked it. It's interesting because I was saying um, to James after the movie... It's the first time I've liked a movie where I have, or a book, story, basically, 
where I haven't liked the main character because I've read books in the past where I haven't liked the main character and therefore I haven't liked the book. Mm. And I've watched movies in the past where I haven't liked the main character and therefore I haven't liked the movie. But yes, yeah, first time that I've liked the movie despite not liking the main character. It's funny because I was almost the opposite in as much as... I, I, I love unlikable characters. I find them like, really fascinating and whatnot. And they, I think they add an excellent dynamic to films. But they just this, piss me off. But in this one, like, although you can see why... You can see how he got to the place he got to. Like, when you, like, look yeah. at him before he kind of becomes the founder of McDonald's, you see, like, kind of the way he's treated by his wife to a, to a certain extent and by his wife's friends. Like, they're very kind of rich and upper class, whereas he's kind of more working class. Mm. Mm. You can see why he became this kind of person he did. Yeah. But we got to the end of the film, and he's just such a horrible person, mm. and not in, like, a serial killer way, or a, like... Just a jerk. Just a real jerk, and just, like, really takes advantage of people... I got to the end of the film and I just I didn't know how I felt. It took me a little while to decide what I felt about the movie. And in the end, of course, like I really dug it. Like it's a really well made film. Performances are great. It's just that he's so unlikable. It was but very so interesting because well. I knew nothing about how McDonald's started. Absolutely nothing about how it started. And again, on the flip side, I worked at McDonald's for quite a long time, so I knew a lot of the story, not the taking advantage of people side of things. I knew like the, all the stuff they kind of shine. Like when you go and do training at McDonald's, where they kind of tell you the history. All the stuff they covered was in there, but some of the stuff he did that wasn't so nice, they never cover. Mm. But it's interesting, like, even down to procedures, like, there's procedures, like, they introduced, like, in the kitchen stuff in the movie that apparently were established in the 50s, they still do today, or at least did. You got time to lean, you got time to clean. Yeah, like, at one point they said that, that phrase, I'm like, that is literally a phrase in the handbook. Like, it's oh, in yeah. the training handbook. Like, they show you how, like, they make the cheeseburger and stuff like that. Is it literally how it's done? Like, I mean, unless things have changed in the last couple of years, um, it's been a little while since we McDonald's now, but it was so... Accurate. The idea of you know having a self-contained restaurant where you go around with a little, little dustpan in the room and clean up the restaurant afterwards, mm. like literally, like that guy had a little dustpan. I'm like, I did that. Where I literally walked yeah. in the restaurant with that dustpan and stuff. Um, so when is it set or when does it start? Uh, 1950. 1950. Late 50s. It's late 50s because it's um, towards it. Well, it's somewhat responsible, at least according to this film, uh, for the death of the roller diner. Like, you know when you have the drive-in diner yeah. and they like, have the roll game waitress and they put the trays on the cars? Which I never knew that part before where they put the tray on the car, which mm. I guess, it really meant that Flintstones opening credits didn't make more sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. that's why they do it. Yeah. I think I've just seen enough of, like, Happy Days yeah. and mm. things like that to know that reference. Mm. You know? Well, I knew it, but I never watched, I never watched Happy Days, so, yeah. which I'm sure is going to shock a lot of people. But, um, but yeah, it's set like late 50s, and they do a little bit of time jumping towards the end as well. Um, so can I uh, ask a Question. Go for it. So he's, is he so unlikable because he's, is he just like a bit of a backstabbing bastard? Like you'll do anything to get yeah, that kind of thing? Yeah, he's very much a Slytherin. Like not in terms of like, you know, as all Slytherins are bad guys sort of thing like that, but in terms of like, he's ambitious, he's driven, he looks out for number one. Yeah, especially when you use the Avada Kedavra curse as well. Oh yeah, really absolutely. Cold. Just... <laughs> um, and he lost his nose. It's just... <laughs> Um, There's nothing in there. That's yeah. heartbreaking. <laughs> should be, yeah. Do you want me to bring up some chocolate? No, no, that's okay. It's um, yeah, and it's interesting because you see like this man that he was before, and like he's kind of downtrodden. He's like trying all these, but they refer to him as like a schemer. Like he always has like these kind of get mm. get rich quick schemes, mm-hmm. and they must have worked in the past because like he lives like a really nice house. Against his wife's money. Well, that's what was that's what we thought mm. as well. But like it sounded like he had some things that worked um, at least a little bit, but um. At first, like, you see him kind of unite with these two guys, like the McDonald brothers who created the first restaurant, and like, oh, this is awesome. And you forget the fact that, like, it definitely isn't going to turn out well for someone in this situation, yeah. because you would have heard about 
certain people that you haven't really heard about. Like, yeah. you haven't heard about the McDonald Brothers really. Like, when we were um, at McDonald's, um, in one of the training books, it said that he, the creator came up with the name because it was catchy, like a nursery rhyme. It says that in the credits. Yeah. Yep. Like, he changed history. He never referenced the brothers. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, like, the nursery rhyme, like, it works really well yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's just not true at all. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like, it was a really, like, it was kind of an odd film to go see in cinemas, because we don't, like, we tend to stick to kind of your blockbusters or, like... It was a very expository film. I felt mm. like it wasn't very biased at all. No, it was really... it really was quite, like, this is what happened. Yeah, you could tell, like, it, it felt like there was no agenda behind it. Mm-hmm. It was just like, this is the story, these are the facts, as far as we know. Like, yeah. Um, it could it could be biased, and it could have an agenda, but it didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but just very small in terms of performance, like, uh, Patrick Wilson shows up at one point, and he's great, and, like, he's always great. Uh, Linda Cardellini shows up at one point, she's really good. Um, a very small cast, but everyone's, like, just swinging for the fences. Like, even Laura Dern, like, she plays his wife, and she doesn't have much to do, but, like, she's pretty great as well, so... And does he end up sort of? Does he win if there's such a concept in this film? You well, I mean, go, yeah. he earns billions and billions yeah. of dollars, so he wins. yeah, I suppose he would. But it's kind of like you know, Bowser winning. Like you don't, yeah. want, you don't want the villain to win. It's like yeah. he's he's won because he's like sold his soul along the way. But also, he's morally bankrupt. Yeah. But then they're also. <laughs> I just want to make sure you got that acknowledgement, like that little joke. Um, but I would also say that had the brothers compromised like if they had just been willing to compromise a little bit it would have been a very different situation for them yeah that's true uh, I mean I can see why they wouldn't and I definitely like, appreciated where they were coming from but I was just like but it also could have been like knowing his character it could have been you know give him a little bit of rope and he'll take mm. it you know for miles but I think the thing is also like they were never interested in money and the sad yeah, thing is yeah. that like they didn't get to keep their restaurant mm. and like when they kind of did get to hold on to some semblance of that restaurant it just went out of business because it was destroyed by McDonald's. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, which isn't like, we're not giving away spoilers or anything. I know we tend to say spoilers before films, but this is a basically a historical film, so like most mm. of the evidence is out there. Uh, it's still definitely worth seeing. Like, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say about the movie before we move on? Or? Well, should we rate it? Well, I was gonna, that's what I was getting yeah. I was leading to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you have any other questions about it before we get into it? Nicholas Owenowski. Oh, sorry. I'm just adding to my list of things to talk about later. Um, no, I just... What would you give it out of 10? <laughs> out of 10 nuggets? Out of 10 nuggets. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I was thinking about that for days. I'm like, 10 nuggets. Uh, you go first. I'm going to give it uh, an 8-piece nuggets out of 10. That's quite good. Yeah, Defi- um, definitely room for, Definitely room for improvement. And I was sitting there, and I was even thinking about giving it a 7. I was like, you know what? No, it's really good. Like, And I think the reason why I was thinking about dropping it is because... I was thinking about like, other films that I've seen this year that I really enjoyed, but I don't think... You can't compare this to most of the films I've seen this year because it is very different. It's like when we went and saw The King's Speech a few years ago. Like, mm. it was such like, a weird, like, decision to go and see in the cinemas because it's such an... Un- like, it's yeah. not... It's not necessarily something that's visually kind of stimulating or whatever, but it's still, like, just really great storytelling. So, yeah, eight McNuggets. Yeah, I'm going to give it eight, too, with uh, some sad, sweet sauce I was to ask whether there was, like... Yeah. That's, like, point five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Oh, good. Mm. It was really good. Uh, I watched a couple other movies, um, and Tina, like, we actually, I've, I've watched four more movies, so there's a couple more that I've got on my list, but and you haven't watched any movies at all? Well, no, I was going to say, the only thing I, I, I started it, but I didn't finish, I didn't really like it, was, um, had Tom Hiddleston, it was called High Rise. Oh, oh it's okay. the new one, it's got really great cover art. 
Yeah, I didn't really like it. Okay. I, mean, I think I watched about half an hour because the trailer makes it look like it's some sort of dystopian future, kind of like um, Dread. Did you see? Yeah. Love Dread. So you know how they're in like a big self-contained tower? Mm. It kind of, it looked like that. Mm. And it was like the, I like the concept, like the higher up was like, yeah. um, the better you are, like I guess economically and like mm. poverty down, down the bottom and stuff. But it was just really bizarre. Like it was, looked like it was in the future, but everyone was, it was like set in the 70s. Like everyone okay. had like the long hair and the mustaches oh, and drove yeah. like cars from the 70s. And his job was to like dissect dead bodies or something, and he was like cracking a skull open. It was very like mm, abstract. Okay. So, mm. did you always say it's a James Carmen kind of film? Mm. Maybe, maybe. It's. I think it's a you kind of film. Okay, I cool. think you would like it. I'm, I'm, a little bit, just a little bit off. I'm going to check it out. Actually, once we get like once we get like way into the episode numbers, we have to get James Carmen on this show. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll like do like a horror <laughs> episode. Uh, he's our friend James from. Uh, oh, okay. He's one yeah. of the dollars. He's the guy that yeah. looks oh, like Hagrid. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's how Tina remembers people. She's like Hagrid, Harry, Squinty. I'm like, that's not a Harry Potter fan. A character. Draco Malfoy. No. Like, definitely like a. Not Ron Weasley. I'd say more like Bill or Charlie. Bill. Yeah. Bill. Who ends up with Bill? Cool that's one. Bill. He gets yeah, Bill. Yeah, Bill. So he gets Bill. So he gets Bill. Yeah. That's why I was just fishing for that. Yeah. Um. With your dragon hide boots. There's only <laughs> yeah. one word that could describe him. Cool. cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> the right. worst line in a Harry yeah, Potter book yeah, ever. Such a bad line. Um, hey, she doesn't make mistakes. Cool. So, like, I don't, I won't review half, like a third of a movie, mm. but um, yeah. So, I'm, I'll probably finish it at some point. But yeah. I kind of was one of those ones. I switched it on probably while I was going to bed, mm. and I was, I wasn't tempted at all to stay up and watch it. Yeah, so. fair enough. So, but you move on with yours. I get to that every now and then. Uh, I'll do, go through two that I watched by myself really quickly. Um, so the first movie I watched, which was about a week ago, was a flick that hasn't had a th- uh, theatrical or DVD release in Australia. I had to get an iTunes download for it. Uh, a movie called Get a Job. Um, and it's comedy. Uh, look it up. But here's the thing. It stars Miles Teller, uh, Anna Kendrick, Christopher Mintz Plass, a.k.a. Uh, with Lovin', yeah. Brian Cranston, like it's got an excellent cast, and I was bored to tears. Oh no! And Alison Brie was in it as well. Like, is it like that's a big, big cast? Really great cast. Like a cast that like assembled like from everyone's favorite stuff from like the last five years. Like should have been a winner. Oh, which guy from Scrubs? Oh yeah, um, uh, John C. McGinley. Yeah, yeah. John Cho, the fat guy from Lost. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so the whole idea is about these millennials who, like, graduate and then they're going to, like, these big, um, they have these great jobs, like, um, Miles Teller's meant to get a job at, like, a, at a newspaper, and Anna Kendrick's meant to get a job, I can't remember what it was, um, and then at that time, Brian Cranston, who plays Miles Teller's dad, like, gets made redundant, and it's all about them trying to find their way in the world and, like, into the working, mm. and it was fine, like, it's not, like, a terrible movie, it didn't, like, hit my list for tonight. Um, but it just, I don't know, it, it was, it had all, everything was lined up for a great movie, and just like, just a misfire in every shot, yeah. like, it wasn't super funny, um, like, I don't think I laughed once, like, I actually know, there were a couple, Alison Brie had, like, had a couple of funny lines, because she just plays, like, this, like, really, like, filthy and inappropriate, like, senior executive or whatever, yeah. and, like, even though it shouldn't have, like, it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been funny, I was just like, yeah, that kind of made me laugh a little, whatever. Um, so there's that. Like, if people are fans of those actors, like, check it out. Like, 
give it like 15, 20 minutes to see if you're into it or not. Like it might, yeah. it might stick into it. Would you give it 5.3? Is that what IMDb yeah. gave it? No, I'd give it uh, <clears throat> I'd give it uh, four resumes <laughs> out of ten. Brilliant. Um, <clears throat> Down the, to the ladder, I think. Yeah. I feel like 5.3 is the perfect score for like a movie that obviously it seems um, obvious but that just passes, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's shit but it's not terrible. You know what I mean? Like, I stuck to the end but like, I didn't turn it off. <clears throat> um, it just didn't it just didn't hit what I wanted yeah. to hit. Like, and it should have. Like, based on that cast, it should have been a lot better, I think. And also, when I've given so many glowing reviews, I have to give bad reviews. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other movie I watched was a movie uh, called Nerve, which has... Nerve? Yeah, has James Franco's... Well, Dave Franco and Emma Roberts. Oh, um, and it's like a, the Truth or Dare movie, like, I don't know if you saw it, where they go around and play this online viral video game where um, you get dared to, like, complete a challenge or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you can win money for doing it. Trailer was great. Like, I really loved the trailer. It looked kind of fun and cheesy and silly. So I was like, this is going to be a good time. Um, Sounds like it's supposed to be, like, a horror. That's the thing. It was made for teenagers, and that's the problem. Like, yeah. Apparently it's based on the book as well. <laughs> but it's... Sh- it supposed to be a horror? I don't know. Like, it felt like it should have been, and it definitely wasn't. It, um, once again, it just fell short. Like, and... Through no fault of anyone in the film, like, there are, like, great performances, like, I can watch Dave Franco and Emma Roberts do stuff for hours, I think they're both, like, really talented, I think they're really, they're really good in the film as well. The problem is, I just doesn't know what it's doing, like, it keeps changing its own rules, like, at first, it's this viral video game that's going on constantly throughout the year, but then, like, when Emma Roberts finally decides to join the game, like, everything wraps up that night. Like, so they go, like, oh, it's the finals now. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. Um, and, like, she gets down to the final three or whatever. But, like, Dave Franco's there. She has to hang off, like, a crane towering over a city with one arm for five seconds. And her dare is, like, steal a dress or something. It's, mm. like, mm. It's, it's, like, how did she get into the finals? You gave, like, all these easy ones yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of potential for it to be a really good film. Like, it could be, like, a really cool kind of, like, Saw spin-off. Like, we make... Yeah. Like, like if you have... Because in the final Saw film, there's a scene where it goes public. Like, the first, like, execution is, like, in the middle of... It's in broad daylight. People are watching it happen. And, like, how good would it be if, like, Jigsaw's, like, workers set up this online community and suddenly, like, people who were secretly fans of it or whatever started, like, daring people to go in there and stuff. And it became, like, this <coughs> weird, like, torture game or whatever mm. that'd be really messed up and you make it like a hard R or, or an Australian MA or whatever and give it like just make it a violent brutal um, like what Battle Royale is or the Hunger Games like pushes mm-hmm. that level and make it an adult survival horror and that'd be great but instead it's made for teenagers mm-hmm. and there's no stakes in that like when you get to the end so like even when you think like there's a twist and I won't tell you the twist in case you just have to watch it it doesn't actually quite pan out and like I don't know, like, it was never, I never felt a sense of danger for anyone else, like, you know, like... Yeah. It kind of <coughs> reminds me of, like, Cry Wolf. I like Cry Wolf a lot. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know, just the concept sort of reminds me of a cross between, like, Cry Wolf and The Purge. Yeah, it's, so, um, it's basically, it's just like a truth or dare game, just yeah. with, um, mm. mobile phones and computers and stuff. What were you going to say, Nick? No, I was just going to say, what would have been a really cool twist is if he had to hang, um... Himself? No, well, that would have been exciting. Uh, like, do the, his one, and hers was to somehow, like, mess with him, you know what I mean? Well, they can yeah. do that. They can tamper with each other's dares and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, 
but um, I would still say it's probably worth a watch. Like, even if you just watch maybe like the first half, just kind of get an idea what the film is because there's some really like charming scenes with just those two. Like, um, because they've never met, like they meet. Like, the way they meet is that she, like, her very first dare on the game Nerve is to, like, kiss a stranger, and she gets, like, 50 bucks or whatever, and she sees him in the diner, and she does it, and that's how it begins. And, like, their whole back and forth, and everything they do up until a certain point is, like, really charming and funny. Like, oh, this is kind of cool, like, I like this. And then, like, when the stakes, you know, kick in, and yeah. it's not, says, well, I'm just like, come on, guys, like, yeah. I just, I'm not concerned about anyone's fate in this film. Um, so, yeah, so I'll give this, um, I guess that'll like Facebook likes because mm. it's a digital one. I'll give it like five out of ten. Five. Five. Okay, so very it was better than get a job. Yeah. Um, but you gave that five point three. No, I gave that four. Oh, IMDb sorry. gave oh, five point three. <coughs> Don't put reviews in my mouth. Um, it's fine. Like it's and if you got nothing better to do, like you can probably like kick back and get some light entertainment out of it. Just yeah. I think it would have been way more efficient if they had made it like a, an actual horror movie. Yeah, don't forget the Spider-Man light. <laughs> we'll have to talk about uh, Spider-Man later, I think. Trailers. Mm. Come back in a trailer section. We have a, a new segment, um, <clears throat> and I'll reveal the title of that segment Ooh. later. Oh, we don't I know. I just came up with one, but I bet it's the same one as you. We can definitely, like... Trailer park guys, girls. Yeah, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so that's trailer that trash. That's, that's what I was going to call it. Yeah, trailer yeah, trash. The segment is called trailer yeah. trash, but we're not getting, we're not doing that yet. Yeah. Um, so do you want to talk about the movies you watched last week, Tanner? yeah, I for the first time in my entire life, brace yourself, watched Home Alone one and two. Yeah. Possibly the greatest Christmas movie one two punch of all time. <laughs> Probably so, almost. Yeah, I think better than Die Hard. One and two. That's tough. It is. It, I'll tell you what. It's Die Hard for a kid. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, I can see that. It's a... I can totally, <laughs> totally agree with you. Um, I really liked it. Um, obviously because I don't have the nostalgia connected to it, my view on it is quite different to what majority of people's views would mm. be. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. My only thing was, and it's like this is just the the cynic in me. The second one, I'm like, really? They didn't learn from their mistakes? Really? Yeah. They did that again? They slept in again? Really? Sort of thing like well, that. Well, I can defend um, that. Oh, I can... did sleep in, but he got lost and then followed that other yeah, guy. You know what I mean? So I can, I can defend that one uh, pretty easily because even Chris Columbus, the director, came out and said, two is basically a remake of the first one. Because mm. you look at those two films, like we watched them, the first one, like, the footage is terrible. Like, it's actually shot really poorly. Yeah, and the second one's, like, it's, like, all crisp and nice. So, mm-hmm. I think the first one was, like, a trial, and the second one became, like, the remake. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of similar gags and stuff in that. Yeah. But I don't care. Like, the only the only thing I would say that I dislike... Because I think... I actually think I prefer Lost in New York. But the only mm-hmm. thing that annoys me about Lost in New York is I hate the bird lady storyline. I always have. Oh, uh, yeah. But I like the old man storyline from the first one. So if they just switch that, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, this is a perfect movie. But I'll say this, um, without talking about it too the much. Well, we both watched it. Yeah. I was going to say, because I'm going to talk about it more potentially next week, um, is that I would say they hold up like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a childhood fan, they still work. Yeah. Like no complaints. What did you love? The wet slash sticky bags. <laughs> <laughs> I just like this. Like I liked it. You know what I mean? It's not 
golden. It's not the pinnacle. Oh, what about the bit when he slips and then the 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 crowbar like hanging <laughs> and it drops down again and it's just like yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. I like the bricks. I like the bricks too. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, the bricks. And you know when he's just like that was the sound of a tool chest falling down the stairs. <laughs> it's got like the bent nose. Yeah, when I'm they... so, um, I was falling asleep a lot during the uh, second one. This is like right at the end yeah. of the second, so yeah. you might have been. So I was probably no, you did laugh at that bit. I remember you laughed at that. Because um, the door, like, crushes them, okay. and they turn around and their noses all squashed. And then they're just like... <sighs> and it's like... I must have laughed, like, as yeah. I was dozing off. Um, yeah, the foley is not great, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, it's not like... To me, it is dated. Do you know what I mean? Mm. To me, it is, you know, like... Because I didn't watch it as a kid, mm. but I did yeah. enjoy it, and yeah. I would watch them again. Yeah. Um, but it certainly wasn't like, oh, my childhood come to yeah. life or anything. And I think the problem that you had as well is because we went, when we watched them, we were kids. Like, so we yeah, used that's to, right. And, but like, not, not, not even from the side effect, but we saw Macaulay Culkin as he was. Yeah. Your comparison is like, I've yeah, seen strung out, yes. like, yeah, adult yeah. creepy. Exactly. Every time I saw his face, <laughs> all I saw was like, drug adult Macaulay Culkin. And in that first movie, in the second movie, he's has improved a lot, mm. but in his, that first movie, his acting was shit. But he's also like six. It was, yeah, he's probably like... No, he was, was ten. Oh, ten. ten. You know, Daniel yeah. Radcliffe was... He's a veteran. ...was ten. And his, um, acting, his acting was yeah. questionable as well. Yeah, but I That was the first podcast. scene they ever shot, though. Yeah. That was the first <laughs> scene in Harry Potter they shot. Um, but, yeah, I did. Yeah. I certainly did enjoy it. It was a laugh. I, I had fun. Then when he gets electrocuted, and he's like, <laughs> oh! <"Everybody's laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Oh, the thing dropping on the piano lady. Oh, yeah, in the first set. one. Yeah, and then the, the second one when they're up at the Christmas carols, and he pushes Buzz down, and everyone falls over. Yeah. 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 That was uh, Well, how um, many... Oh, no, so, I'll, yeah, so... How many swinging paint cans would you give each of these films? Um, how many bricks? Oh, yeah, how many bricks? Okay. Um, I feel like I have to watch number two again, yep. so I'm giving it a um, working work in progress rating of eight. Yeah, that's good. That's solid review. Um, good. and I would I would give number one eight as well. See, look, it's interesting because number one is a home invasion film as well. Yeah. Like, mm. And I think the problem... I really like that ice on the steps, though. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. You know, that, that, I, that, I really like that. It's pretty brutal. Like, it's like they would never do a twist oh, film like I love the now. angel. Like, like the what, nail? The like, movie? The, the angel. Oh, angels um, and filthy souls. Yeah, and, and even angels just... with even filthier souls. I like how um, you see She's upstairs that. taking a bath. Yeah. Um, and like as, a, as an adult you see the setup. so I was watching it I was like I can see where this is going James I can see that he's going to use this dialogue later and all that sort of stuff like that but I still enjoyed it <coughs> it was also funny though because we were sitting there and I lost I just couldn't stop laughing and it's not even a joke in the movie we're just watching number two I was like get ready for it here's Donald Trump the future president oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just started laughing as the future president I'm like it's a sense you never would have assumed yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but great cameos as well like Rob Schneider's in there mm-hmm. in the second one oh he's the bellboy yeah he? and Tim Curry's in it yeah um, yeah actually have, have a lovely I'm, I'm gonna change number two's working in progress I'm gonna change it to a seven okay. yeah because it's in progress yeah. yeah I feel like you just uh, left Kevin behind with the batteries <laughs> oh my god like don't put them in the recorder then Wait until later to put the batteries in the recorder. 
Don't just stand in the middle of the... Oh. But I will say this, like, because we're talking, like, again, like, as a kid, you kind of like, oh, this all makes sense. As an adult, I was like, Kevin did nothing wrong ever. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Okay, so that's not bad. So, it's eight and then seven? Yeah. Eight and then seven. I'm not going to review them because I already have, like, a, a long love for these films, but as I said, they may come up in discussion next week as well. Mm-hmm. Alright, we'll hold back for them. So you got some TV stuff to talk about? <clears throat> We've got some TV stuff to talk about as well. Mm-hmm. It was No, it was just um, that I also watched Westworld movie yeah. completion. Nice! Mm-hmm. We've, we've all finished it, yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Can you actually put that back on? I'm okay. um, <coughs> I, I, I was waiting throughout episodes maybe one to seven. I was like, it's good, but is it going to kick up a gear? Yeah, and definitely. One is great, and then there's a bit of a lull, and yeah. then you start to get a few things that happen. But um, with Maeve, when she starts doing yeah, some things, yeah. um, and then with Bernard, I like that um, she Maeve wasn't really like it seemed like well the main character is um, Dolores, yeah, and I suppose at the end, she, but it, so it really did fluctuate. There was like two episodes where Maeve became like the main the focus of the show. Mm. And then Bernard. Which I think is something that HBO do really well. Because if you look at Game of Thrones, like, I couldn't say who the main character is. Like, last season, it was probably mainly Daenerys or Jon Snow. Mm. But there have been, like, season four, it's Tyrion. Like, yeah. It's an ensemble cast. There is no main yeah. character. That's what I'm saying. In the books, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that aside, like, HBO do that really well with a lot of the shows. Like, even yeah. True Blood, like, Sookie is the main character. By the end, like, she's the main character, Bill's the main character, Eric's the main character, like... They do split it up. I'm trying to think of other HBO shows aside from those three, but um, um, yeah. But uh, are we going to do spoilers? We can do spoilers. It's been a couple of weeks since we watched it, and Tina did fall asleep, but then she read an article or something to clarify. Yeah, some videos. To yeah. So out. we'll say spoilers here if you haven't watched Westworld. Well, I mean, we can say, we'll say this: if you've been watching Westworld and you've known at least a little bit what the film is, this show is essentially a prequel to the movie. Because the movie is basically the itchy and scratchy land episode of The Simpsons where everything goes wrong. Okay. Um, so I haven't seen it, but um, the movie. Neither have I, but I... I, I <clears throat> Do they kill the robots by taking photos of them? Yes. Doing itchy? Really? No. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Having said that, I've no idea where you can start talking about Westworld. Like, I suppose the big reveal was that Ford was actually on their side and wanted them to become Yeah, like their, own, their own people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was his last thing. And but I initially really... he didn't. Initially he was Well, like, that's right. He was against uh, Albert? Arnold. 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 He was against Arnold. Did you figure out any of the twists before that happened? Now, I don't know. This is... I don't know if I'm, like, a dumbass mm. or I'm just really good at suspending my disbelief. Yeah. But I never see twists coming. I didn't get, like, the Sixth Sense. I didn't get the village. Yeah. I didn't get this either. When he put the... Like, it was... I got an inkling when he was talking... When he mentioned William was, you know... He goes on that monologue where he's like, let me tell you about William. And I'm like, holy shit, it's either yeah, William or it's his friend. But once that happened, I was like, oh, that's great. But even before that, with the art, with the Bernard twist, I didn't pick it coming until... And this is such a... Like, this is like beyond nerdy. Because we talk about like things we're nerdy about, but this is like super nerdy. We're watching it and they did the flashback where Dolores is walking into past Arnold's office or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they showed Arnold's surname for the first time. And I was like, hang on, Arnold and Bernard are very similar names. I'm like, I think, unless I'm mistaken, Bernard and his, I think Bert's Bernard Love, and I'm pretty sure that's an anagram. Oh, oh that's a, if you got that, that is, is amazing. Yeah. And it was an anagram. I didn't, I didn't so. get that. I got it when um, they, just before they'd gone into the 
basement with <laughs> the woman who owned it, mm. and she was looking at the drawings and stuff like that. And yeah, and it was him. Yeah. And you know what I completely missed then, and it was a really great clue, it was right before that, when she's like, what about this door? And he says, yeah. what door? Because yeah, that's, that's, when I, oh. that's when I went, ah, oh. ah. I, I still and didn't And then he looks at the thing and he goes, I wouldn't doesn't look about, like anything to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, it was just such a good reveal. But that last episode, I thought Ed Harris was really, really great. I've never... Don't you ever watch an Ed Harris thing? I think... Who was Ed Harris? He was the black writer. Yeah, he was the old oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. And I think every time I see him on a poster, something about just his face really puts me off. I feel like... I don't know what it is. It's so, like, judging a book by his cover. But I just look at it and I'm like, eh. I just feel like I'm not going to enjoy his performance. But I'm completely turned around. Oh, like, he's so good. good. I mean, I will say this... I don't think it's anywhere near the level of what Game of Thrones is. No, no, it's definitely like, not. Like, I finished, I was like, that was pretty good. And I enjoyed some of the twists, but I'm not, like, frantic to talk about. Like, the Game of Thrones, like, last season, I was like, every episode I had to talk to someone about what we needed to But I wonder if that's the experience of being six seasons into Game of I Thrones. I think so. Because I think, because Game of Thrones has got two seasons left, and I think this is going to replace And now we're also living in a post-Game of Thrones world as yeah, well. Yeah. Whereas if this show had existed and Game of Thrones didn't, yeah. It'll be like, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones has raised the bar a fair yeah. bit, and I will say because the first season of Game of Thrones is, is good, but it's not great. Like, no, it's, no, def- it's definitely one of the weaker seasons, and it's definitely also got like because it's also doing a lot of establishing, which is what this is. And th- what I think we care about with Westworld is what happens next, which is the war between man and machines. Like mm-hmm. that's what we want to see. Um, but how how great was that moment <laughs> when um, you realised that what Ed Harris has been wanting all along? I suppose he's not a good character, but he's been wanting. The, to go, challenge. the challenge of them being able to fight back and stuff yeah. like that. And then that look when he gets shot at the yeah. end. He's like, yes. It was just such a great bit of, like, I don't mm. know, just bravo to everyone involved. It's a little bit, like, it was a little bit sad for me because I really liked their love story. And then when I found out who he was, <laughs> I was like, oh, that sucks. I'm uh, never going to... I just can't believe I never put together the fact that you don't see, like, the timelines. It seems so obvious now. Like, you mm. never see... William and the, that guy, the yeah, Ed Harris, interact, together, and yeah. it's like it seems so obvious now. Yeah. Don't you think? But I think there was one point where Tina picked it up. Actually, she was saying, mm. like, um, when um, William and Dolores were walking around, or whatever, and then she had flashes of seeing herself by herself, mm. and we were all led to believe that she was hallucinating that she was alone. Yeah, but Tina was like, I think, I don't think that she was like, I think what we're seeing, all the William stuff is not real. She was yeah. like, I don't think that's current timeline. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I was like, but, but, you know, I'm such like a, like kind of, no, uh, no, no, but I was like, like, I'm such an arrogant TV watcher. I think I'm a little figured out. I'm like, okay, good theory. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, she was absolutely right. Like, yeah. But I knew what was going to happen to Anthony Hopkins before he got on the stage. I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen now. Do you really? Oh, I, I didn't know what was It was such a good, I mean, I'm, I thought he was really great. Mm. Like it's that moment when disappointing he... that we're not going to get any more, unless there's a well, robot version. Well, this is version. the thing. This is what the video was saying because you know he had his own equipment, so it very well could have been that the version of him that got shot was a host, or oh, um, I didn't think about that. Like, the version of you know the version of him that got shot is the real him, but there's another host and. Of him and all that, because he has all of that equipment, mm. and he, you saw him making something. Yeah, I oh, yeah. so, yeah, have. Yeah, his own secret lab. That's mm. what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> exactly. also, I was reading some trivia later on as well, and apparently, in that final scene when he's like, when he gets fired or whatever, 
the music that's playing in the background was that excellent score. I heard the score for this, the same guy as Game yeah. of Thrones. And you get that great, like, um, painted black cover. Yeah. And there's another one that I was listening to today, because I've got the soundtrack, because I just, I love it. Um, I can't remember what I'm headed, what it was right now, but there's, there's all this great piece of music. That scene where he's going to get fired, it's the Silence of the Lambs score. Really? Yeah. Oh, is it? And I was like, oh, that's, that's genius. That's awesome, yeah. Um, it's um, just, yeah. And, and did you notice on, um, you know, when uh, Bernard and, and Maeve were interacting in the last episode and he had those awesome little PDA things they've got, those, like, tablet mm. things that yes. follow out? Yes, and down awesome. the bottom what it says. Did yeah. you pick up what it says? Well, I only know this because I watched it, the, probably yeah, the same the video. video. that's right. Um, but it said, like, it, it had her, it's, he's like, look, it's even mapped out, your yeah. escape. Yeah. And, and the down bottom, the bottom what it was, says, mainland infiltration. I didn't say that. Yeah. yeah. So, but the thing is, I think what we're led to believe then is so Maeve wasn't, it wasn't her own free will yeah. right until the, the last, last bit when she gets yeah. off the train. That's and right. And what I really liked, which again you would have seen in that video, was mm-hmm. the guy's note and it said, Park One. Yeah. And we saw Samurai, Samurai World. World. I was just yeah, saying, yeah, so yeah. we know there's multiple worlds. Like, hopefully we some future worlds. does that also worlds? mean that, like, Jurassic, because obviously it's by the same person it's who made Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. But Jurassic Park isn't one of the worlds? No, it's a different story. But in the book, in the original movie, there was Future Worlds. I mean, possibly. Like, why not? I would love Future World. Mm. That would be, like, the best world. And there's, like, Medieval World or something Mm. like that, apparently. There's a a couple. The other thing that I really liked that was um, very hard to pick up, but, again, I read an article and stuff. Um, The moment when Maeve gets on the train, it says, like, this train will leave in 15 minutes. And that's the exact time in the episode when there's 15 minutes to go. So when she gets off the train, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's in real time. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, Well, one of the other things that you would have seen in that video is um, one of the hints as to the different times is that when you see the Westworld symbol, Mm. it's different. Yes. So there's a different, there's a modern version of it and there's the old version of it and you don't pick that up. When William arrives, it's the old version. It's the Mm. old version and when um, Maeve is looking at the footage of herself and all this kind of stuff like that, she sees like the old um, prostitute pimp role that, the the madam, thank you, that's the word, Um, the (laughs) old madam that she then got reprogrammed into and all this kind of stuff like that. I think I read today as well that it was, so the timeline that we're used to, the current timeline of Westworld is set in 2052 I think. Yeah. It's not that far in the future, Mm -hmm. but it is a couple Mm -hmm. of years in the future. I think the park opened in 2018 or something like that. Oh, cool. Or maybe they started it. I don't know. So yeah. 2016 to 18. This is making me want to go rewatch Westworld. Now, it though. is, like, isn't it? Um, yeah. I was also thinking about Stranger Things, and I really want to rewatch Stranger Things because that's a great show as well. Um, do you want to talk some more TV before we hit uh, Trailer Trash? Um, what other TV? Well, we, we've been watching Supergirl. Well, before we get to Supergirl, because I can go on all day about that. Uh, we had the big DC TV crossover event. Do you want to talk about that really quickly as yeah, well? Yeah, sure. So a couple of weeks ago, um, the DC TV shows had a four-show crossover, which went over three nights. Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. We talked about it briefly on Twitter. Actually, we talked about it quite a bit on Twitter, but I thought we didn't get into everything either. It was this whole alien invasion storyline. Um, and so for me, I've watched episodes of all the shows previously, because I even watched Supergirl episode to get ready for it. But Tina had only watched Flash and some Legends appearances. So, what did you think of the big crossover event? Um, I really liked it. Mm. I really liked the episode of Arrow. Yeah, the flashback um, one. That was their hundredth episode. I mm-hmm. think it, even though it kind of affected the 
pacing of the event, I still really enjoyed yeah. it as well. Once again, I wasn't too huge a fan of the Legends episode. The quality definitely declined. Yeah. Like, the Flash episode was killer, and then Arrow was pretty good, and then Legends was like, eh, look, it's the closing episode. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, overall, I really liked how the three, like, interacted with each other. I thought that was really clever. Mm. That's, that crossover, though, you know what, we didn't talk about that much. We don't talk about the crossover, let's weeks ago now. But the thing the crossover did for me most was develop what's become a fortnight-long love affair with Supergirl. Um, like, I never watched, I only watched that one episode, and, like, that didn't have any context for it, so it didn't make all that much sense. But then I watched her interact with, like, Barry Allen and, and Oliver mm. Queen, and I was like, oh, I like this Supergirl. I like how they all, you know, run into place to get into their superhero pose, and she just lands from flying, and I love the way it all came together. So we started watching Supergirl, and we're, I want to say, nine episodes in, I think? Roughly? We've definitely finished the first years. Yeah. So we're definitely, like, over halfway. And I loved this show. I like this show. You, t- it takes you a little bit longer to get into these things, I think, than this for me. I don't know. <clears throat> but you're, you're, well, what, what do you not like about it? I just feel like it's quite stock standard. Mm. I feel like it's quite obvious and then I'm not watching anything new. Mm. That's well, the only thing. Like I, I like, I like her. I like the dynamic. At first, I didn't like the whole like spoilers or no spoilers. We can say spoilers. Anyone has watched Supergirl? Um, at first, I didn't like the whole like friend zone. Her and a, you know, and, and then she's Wynn. liking the her and Win and the other guy and blah Jimmy blah Olsen. blah. And Jimmy. so like, at first, I didn't like that because I'm like, oh my god, that's so like teenage girl, you have to put in the love interest, and I don't know, a lot of the time I feel like it's trying to be progressive, but it's trying to, like, in trying to be progressive, it's actually, like, being detrimental, and I don't know, so, like, I put all that aside, and I am, I am liking the characters, and I'm liking the action, but I just feel like all the episodes are really stock standard. Mm. And I don't know if that's because I've now seen a lot of Flash, and so now I'm wanting something a little bit different, and because it's obviously just starting, it's still sort mm. of going through the same motions as the mm. first season of Flash. Mm. But yeah, I just feel like it's like, bad guy comes to the city, she fights them, she doesn't get very, she's not very strong, or not very well trained, so she sucks. Um, in the meantime... She has to do this for Catco, and then she manages, like, through learning something at Catco, some sort of moral thing, she then is able to defeat the bad guy. And I'm like, and not only that, but, like, this is going to sound really stupid, but it's tiny little things that made me go, you would have noticed, while we're watching go, like that. Like, she works at Catco from 9 o'clock in the morning, at least, you know, she probably works from 8.30, from 9 o'clock in the morning to 5 o'clock at night, when is she having time to just go and, you know, f- spar with her sister and all this kind of stuff like that and then do all this other stuff around the city and, and all... And it's like... So I'm seeing all these scenes. I'm like, this is taking place in one day? Well, I can answer... I can address some of these things. First of all, I think we don't... We're not given timestamps. So I think all the government stuff is possibly happening around her work schedule because if it's a government agency which it is a lot of them tend to work at least in films have been presented to work 
36 hour days and stuff like that. Yeah. So it could be, you know, quite late or quite early because it's always inside in this underground building. Well, you know, the Shinx family is trying to eat and have dinner and Gosh, relax and. <clears throat> like, I mean, come on. Like, I feel like she's just completely overloaded with so much stuff. And maybe that's because, like, it's building mm. towards something uh, like that. And as for the Catco thing, um, we learned the last episode we watched that she wasn't going away unnoticed. Like, but they did address yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Mm. But, like... But I agree. Like, that's um, just how I feel. And, in ter- and I will address a couple of things more quickly because I think someone should fight for the show as well. And I know you like the show, but... Um, in terms of it being progressive but not really being progressive, I think it started on a network which was CBS, which is not a progressive network, but they they you know they tend to make you know wholesome American fun shows where everything is the way it's always been. Mm-hmm. And I think their idea of being progressive is like we need to make sure that we mention quite often that women can do things men can do. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important because this show and the other thing about it being kind of you know oh, it's a bit teenage girly. It's a show for teenage yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah, I know. But the way, Fla- I know. the way Flash is a show for teenage boys, which I am reminded sometimes because I love that show and I just won't forgive anything. But every now and then I'm like, well, that's a bit cheesy. I'm like, well, it's for 16-year-olds. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's what Supergirl is the equivalent of. But it still holds my attention. I'm a 28-year-old man at this point, And I am a 28-year-old immature man. But I think <laughs> it's still like... I think it's ticking most of the boxes. And I know that... The- I think it's... I feel like it's only half... But that's okay. Like I've also heard, like since the switch to the new network, like it got to, it could be a little bit edgier because it's by the CW now. If you do have make... we watched episodes that have switched yet? No, it's, okay. season one is all CBS and season uh, two okay. is the switch. Yeah. Um, but I'm digging it so far, and also like just because I'm a nerd about the characters and stuff, so seeing characters pop up that I've seen before, like Nun, who was in the Superman movies, who's mm. one of uh, General Zod's villains. Seeing Martian Manhunter on screen was amazing. Mm. These little hints at Superman. Um, and even stuff like Jimmy Olsen or whatever, and like this guy, the guy from Twilight who's playing the, Twilight, is it yeah. Maxwell Lord is yeah. the character? Like he's just the Lex Luthor of this mm. city. So there's all these little things that I'm doing. And I didn't know if I'd like this show because I'm not a huge Superman fan just because I think he's kind of an uninteresting character. But I think they've just, they've balanced it pretty well. And I, yeah, I prefer her over Superman, mm. that's for sure. And I, I, re- I really like her. I think she's just playing the character really well. Yeah, she's I fun. think she is. Yeah. Like she's the, sa- like the same way... Grant Gustin is the perfect Flash. Like, the minute he walks through, you're like, yeah. oh, this guy's great. He's and that's the thing. Like, I I want to keep watching this show. Unlike mm. um, Legends, where I'm just kind of happy to just sort of give mm. that up. Which is disappointing, because that's got bit. some great characters. Like, just I will, for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm the same with you. Yeah. But, um, so I'm happy to keep watching it. But, yeah, I'm definitely more like, yeah, I'll watch an episode. Not like, oh my god, we have to watch the next episode and then watch the next five. Unlike sort me. of thing like that, you know. I'm just like, yeah, I'll watch an episode. Like, that's okay. Um, sort of thing. So, I don't know. We'll see how it picks up. I am interested to see where it goes mm. with the story. Uh, but the, my, the, the only thing that I absolutely cannot stand, cause everything I can sort of take with a couple of grains of salt, mm. the only thing I absolutely cannot stand in this show is her auntie's fake, so fake, white strand in her hair. It's very much Fantastic Four so territory. shit. Yeah. It is literally plastic, and every single time she's on screen, it's <laughs> curled differently, it and it's a different length. Mm. Sometimes it's short, sometimes it's long. You can clearly tell it's that cheap plastic wig mm. yeah. sort of thing, and it's just, oh. 
who's this character? Uh, what's her name again? Uh, she's in season one, so maybe pull up. You know, what? I'll I'll pull it up so that way we can keep moving. Yeah. Um, and I know that's just a stupid little thing, and it's just coming from a person who, like, you know, does a lot of hair and makeup stuff. No, that's okay. Cause I. But I'm like, come on! They could have like. They could have forked out a little bit of extra money. No, I'll pull it up. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll get it over now. They could have forked out a little bit of extra money to get, like, you know, a proper clip-in that can curl properly and not look shit. Can't they just dye her hair? The reviews... No, the actor might not want it. It has to be, like, white blonde. It's, like, white, oh, white. Yeah. The reviews will continue as we go along, but, yeah, I'm digging it so far. Mm. Um, what would you rate it? Well, how I'd... many superhero symbols? Superman symbols? And how many... How many Kryptonian knives? Symbol for... How many symbols for hope? We learn from, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have, I don't know. I'm, I'd, I'd give it a, what would I give Flash? I'd give Flash a nine. I love Flash. So, Supergirl, I'd, I'm still, like, it's still kind of in its, like, kind of training wheel stage. I'd give a seven. Oh, that's what I'll, if, if you get, my rating system might, must be off then. But if I, you give it a seven. But we have different kind of, um, Gauges as well, I think. Yeah. So, that's okay. So, I was going to give it a 7. So, give it a 7 as well, that's fine. Yeah, but I don't like it as much as you like it. Yeah, but a teen of 7. Teen of 10. Clearly, a teen of 7 is, is too lenient. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 7. That's cool. I can't find a picture, but you're not missing out on much. Oh, she has Astra and Laura. Astra, that's right. What's the actress's name? Laura Benanti. She plays both of them. At least two characters. Yeah. yeah. I hope she's getting paid. That's Here why you have the white strand so you can... It's so go. shit. Yeah, that is it's shit. It's so poorly yeah, done. Is. Do you know what it is? It's Bride it's of like Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. And it's curled wrong every single time. And some yeah, sometimes it's shorter. Sometimes it's longer. It's the most... In- and so every time you see it, it sticks out like sore thumb. And it just takes me out of the thing. Before, I know that's stupid, but... No, I agree. Like, if there's bad hair and makeup, I can definitely do that. Mm. Uh, before we hit trailers, I just want to do one quick little announcement. Something got announced today, and I'm very excited about it, so I thought I'd break the news ah! here. It's not for us. It's just so, something having the world. I was just going to say one last thing. I know exactly I what you're going to say. Okay, so... Um, I watched the Christmas Timmy Time special, and it was amazing. <laughs> it's yeah, a spin-off yeah. of Sean the Sheep. Yeah, what are you doing though? Okay. Oh my God. It's an animated kiss. I'll show you after. Um, you are going to mention, this is how long I've been friends with James, mm. you're going to mention the all-girl DC superhero. I girl. am. David Ayer, the director of Suicide Squad, announced today that he's directing a, another movie called uh, Gotham City Sirens. It's going to start, Ooh. it's going to be all the Gotham City like female characters. So we're going to see Harley Quinn. It looks like we're going to see Poison Ivy and Catwoman as well. I'm hoping that it's uh, Uma Thurman <laughs> back. Uma, Jerry. Uma. <laughs> Uh, and that's great, so I'm excited about that. There's yeah, not, that sounds good. There's not really any information yet. Hopefully it's better than Suicide Squad, because I did like Suicide Squad, but I don't think it ages as well as Batman vs. Superman, yeah. which gets better. Oh, I completely agree. I started watching it again maybe last week. Suicide Squad? Um, Batman. Batman. Yeah. And it is just, it gets better. Yeah, it does it get better. It gets better. Like, compared to how disappointed I was that first time, and now I really like that movie. Yeah. Um, I sort of think, just oh, completely off topic, but with uh, Batman vs. Superman... Now I've got the perspective of about what nine or ten months yeah. I've seen it, um, and I've seen it probably two and a half times now. I think the only thing that sort of stands it, that it sticks out a bit like a sore thumb is just I don't think they quite got Lex Luthor right. I don't. I like his performance a lot. It's very different, and it's Lex Luthor Junior. So they still can rectify that if they want to bring a more dominating Lex Luthor into their universe because it's definitely meant to be his son. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Like they do mention in the film, he's like, "My father built this company." 
Oh, I, I still thought it was um, going to be uh, Lionel, like he was talking about Lionel Luther. No, I think he's Lex Luther Jr. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it is still LexCorp. Yeah. Um, not like Luther Corp or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I did pick up the Suicide Squad Extended Cup, but I haven't watched it yet. So as soon as I've watched that, I'll give it a review as well. Yeah, I'll, I've got to get that as well. But um, yeah, so, but there was no, that's the only announcement that is happening, isn't it? As far as I know, yeah. Uh, I wonder, but I think that's, is it considered the Harley Quinn standalone? I feel that's what's going to become. So, I like, she'll be the main. Kind of heading it or whatever. Yeah. Um, which is great, because I really like, like, Margot Robbie is probably the best thing in that film. Yeah. So, more of her as Harley is great. Like, hopefully we get some good ca- actors playing, or actresses, I should say, playing these um, sirens. I want to see a great uh, Poison Ivy. I want to get a good Catwoman, because we haven't really had, like... I think all the Catwoman character like actresses. I don't know. Haley Berry's was pretty good. <laughs> She's not even Selena Kyle in that movie. I know. It's so upsetting. Um, oh god, that should be on my list. And it's not, but it's okay. Um, uh, like I think Anne Hathaway was fine, but she was never really Catwoman. I think Michelle Pfeiffer. It may be the best version of it. Like, yeah. I, I like her a lot. Um, or um, whoever did the voice on the animated series, and even like um, oh, I want to say Lee Romero, but it's not her. It's Whoever did the, the original 1960s one, Julie Newmar, I really liked her as well. Didn't Eartha Kitt play Catwoman at yeah. some point? Yeah, there were three different Catwoman actresses in the 60s Batman. Catwomen. Catwomen. Cat <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't really have any picks for who should play these roles. Actually, the Me, girl, I should play them. All of them? All three. Yeah. The girl, actually, the girl who plays Catwoman on Gotham, I don't mind either. I think yeah. she... And she's very Michelle Pfeiffer-esque, actually. Is... So Harley Blair... Very played Catwoman. Is the character originally like she black or no? But that, that doesn't bother me because Eartha Kitt was black as well. Um, the thing that bothered me was that it wasn't even the character; it was just some random character yeah. that cooked up to yeah. play that role. Yeah, um, and it, obviously, I wasn't accusing you of not liking it because she was yeah. black. That <laughs> 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 would take on a bit of a different tone, wouldn't it? Um, I should have called a black cat. <laughs> oh wait, that's a Marvel character. Okay, never mind. Um, um, but yeah, I don't really have any picks at the stage before I'd to see. As long as they don't have Cara Delevingne in the film, mm. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, she's she wasn't great. She's not an actress. Don't think she should be in films. I don't think I have a pick for Poison Ivy yet. It's very nice. Little fishtail plot. Oh, you got it right. What do you know? Because you've told me before. Oh, yes. um, um, yeah, I don't have a pick yet. Like, because I was like, I was trying to think of a redhead actress, but he just dyed her hair. Yeah, could be Emma Stone. Well, that was my first thought, but I don't think nah, she's no, sultry no, enough. No, she's not sultry enough. She needs to be like a this poison ivy. Like, ooh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, I know she's already doing Black Widow. She's already marvelous. She would, yeah. she would do a good poison ivy. Uh, it's yeah, gotta be a sultry redhead. Yeah. How well, old? She... Um, well, she could be like. As I would say, 30. I would say as old as late thirties. Doesn't have to be like because she's also got to eventually act opposite Ben Affleck. What about yeah. Jessica Chastain? Who's that? Maybe a little too old. Not even, not even too old. Not even too old. She's from Maria Coulthard. No, who played Catwoman. Well, she already played Talia Al Ghul and Paulie. No, I know, mind. but like she'd be a bit of Catwoman. No, I don't want. I, I don't want her in my DC movies. I don't like her a lot, but I just don't think she's... Like, you know how you say some actors and actresses, and you just don't want to see them in comic book films. Like, I don't want to see Tom Cruise in a comic book film. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see Leonardo DiCaprio in a comic book film. Like, I like them as actors, yeah. but I just don't think... You want more kind of personality stuff. That being said, there are exceptions, like Anthony Hopkins, great as Odin. Yes. But that's a very specific, almost Shakespearean character that makes yeah. sense. 
Um, I want more. I just want my movie stars in there. So I don't know. Well, I'll have to think about it. And maybe I'll have that. Like, as a, I'll have a list of that next week for yeah. you guys. I'll think about it. Um, trailer trash time. Yeah. I was gonna like empty my recycle bin, but it's already empty. And so <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a real sound effect next week. Yeah. Uh, I'll let I, you leave the text or something, right? Well, oh, that's good. Trailer trash. <laughs> the mummy. Yes, I watched the trailer. You didn't watch it. I did not watch it. Oh. I, I mean... Because you're like, don't watch it. I didn't say don't watch it. As you know, I'm an You're like, don't watch it now, I'm watching Spider-Man trailer. Um, yeah, but I thought it looked great. I thought it looked like a Tom Cruise film, which means you definitely... It's Tom Cruise in it. Yeah. yeah Why? He's like the explorer who finds the one. Uh, uh, I like Tom Cruise. Just that scene in the plane, I was like, God, it already looks good. Um, I don't know. I think that their version of the moment looks a lot like the Enchantress, so I'm a little bit worried. Okay. So you want that's right, we can skip the, we can go through quickly through these. But I would I still like, I'm still giving it a chance. So I still want to see some great universal monster movies. I didn't watch that Dracula movie. I just wanna like because they're talking about redoing it and doing like a monster squad type team. Yeah, they're gonna, yeah, they are. So I wanna see that. I just wanted them to get it right. Well if, this is like they've had two people they've seen one really successful franchise, someone else bomb. D C really, you mm. know, like compared. So they should know what the do's and don'ts. So. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Um Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy trailer is amazing. Um, Baby Groot was gonna. I bet you he's gonna sell a lot of merchandise. Yeah, he's great. I think Drax is the is the best we've seen so far. Like Dave Bautista, who wasn't an actor until recently, I think. Yeah, is killing in that role. That bit where he's just like, "You must be so embarrassed." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks really funny. Um, but I think the most exciting part of that, that trailer for me was the introduction of Mantis. Um, the character who could read the emotions and stuff, and she had like the weird big eyes and the little feelers at the very uh, end. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Because we've seen all those characters before, and even though it was nice to see them again and to hear a different song finally, yeah. Um, I thought just seeing something different was really cool. Even that, like, I did like that big slug monster thing as well, but I felt she was the coolest thing in that trailer. Um, I thought Baby Groot was the coolest thing. Yeah, that thing runs off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, those. What the other cool thing is, we now see a reversal of roles. Like in the first film, like Groot was looking after Rocket, and now mm. it's like he has to look after Groot. Yeah, which I like. Um, I'm just hoping that they change it up enough so it's not just like, uh, you know, like take two. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Like, I have faith in James Gunn. Like, I like. I think like every movie that he's made that I've seen, I've loved. So, and he makes some weird, like, unusual films. So I always dig what he does. I think we're in good hands, and he writes all the scripts himself for these films as well. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, actually, there was another little announcement that came out, and I don't know how true it is, because, jeez, like, it's been Diesel making all these announcements, but, um, he made, his, like, I think in one announcement, like, Hulk and Groot are gonna fight, and I was like, alright, like, that's cool, but the other announcement is that there might be a Rocket and Groot spin-off film what? at one point, which I'm all for, because that's a comic, right, there's a comic series right now, it's called Rocket and Groot, yeah. um, and I would love like, to see those guys like, travel through space, if it's like a prequel, or like whether it's a... I think it's going to be a prequel, because we're, you can't just have them break off for like a side... Well, we don't know what's going to happen in Infinity War, like maybe they get separated, like maybe like Peter Quill gets stranded on Earth, because he definitely filmed some Earth scenes in this film, so, yeah. um, so that would be cool. Yeah. No, I thought it looked great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just hoping also that they don't... I'll be a little... I don't know. I don't know what they can do with the soundtrack because it was such a great idea to have, like, the sci-fi sort of theme mm. with all these, like, Classic, retro... Like, yeah, 70s songs. Yeah. But they just do it 
for the second time with a second set of songs. I don't know if it's going to be... Well, James Gunn actually made a statement today that apparently it's going to be much more diverse than the first soundtrack. Mm. Which is cool. Like, we're excited for it. Like, yeah. it's going to be tough because that first soundtrack is so perfect. Like, it's just oh, so yeah, well done. It? Yeah. Um, and I guess the other trailer that came out recently is... Fate of the Furious. Fast and Furious 8. That's it. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I am... Well, I'll go last, because we all know how I feel about this movie and stuff as it is already. Tina, I showed you the trailer once. Did you? I really liked it. I really, really liked it. Um, I liked his friend, and he was like, it was Spider-Man. He's like, no, this is just a costume. He's walking um, on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, um, the character's playing is a guy named Ned Leeds, and when he grows up, he becomes the Hobgoblin. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I really liked that. Um, yeah, I think my only issue with it was... Uh, I didn't really particularly like this spider design on his costume, but that's on the like chest, the yeah. yeah. Um, but that's like the tiniest. But I like how when he pressed it, then his suit collapsed off him. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. I really liked yeah, that. That was, that was cool. clever because you never see them actually like other than Iron Man. Mm. You never see them transforming into their suits. Oh, and Hulk, sort of which isn't like a suit. But you yeah, just see transform. Yeah. transform. So oh, and Peter Quill's mask. See, yeah. But that's just his mask. Stop. Do you know what I mean? Like, he just wears those clothes normally. Like, yeah. Supergirl, she, you never see her change. Like, you see her rip off the shirt at one point. As the, mm-hmm. as the little Super joke. Boobs. Sort of thing like that. As the reference. No, I'm watching the show. But then it's like... And then Flash, like, obviously, he's so fast. Obviously, like, yeah. you don't see because it's just in a flash. They should do, like, an episode of Flash where he's so flustered that, like, he gets changed yesterday because, like, his undies on on the outside. Yeah. She, that would be like a nice like a whole show. episode about that. No, just like a quick moment. Or a whole episode, that's fine. Um, uh, so I think I'm less excited mm-hmm. than both of you. Not to say that I don't think it looks good, but I just like, I've, at this point... So like, many Spider-Man. I'm, I'm only, yeah. like I'm 27 and I've mm. seen five Spider-Man films. <laughs> so it's like, I'm just, you know, I just don't know whether I should be excited or not. Um, but having seen... Like, the fact that it looks like Tony Stark's going to play a pretty prominent role mm. in it. I hope it's not just one scene. Yeah. Um, I'm all for it, because I, I just love that character, so... Like, that bit when they're in the limo. Yeah. And he goes, goes in a hug, hug, and he's like, yeah. this is a hug, I'm just yeah. opening the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you go, take the floor. I'm so excited. Like, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll preface it with this. I never thought I'd be excited for another Spider-Man movie. I'm the same as you, like, I'm 28... I've seen five Sp- Spider-Man movies. I've liked them all. Like, even... You know, <laughs> Not number three. That was our first date movie, yeah. so oh, I've a so. special place in my heart for it. And also, there's some great stuff in that movie. There's some awful stuff in it, but there's some great stuff too. Yeah. Um, Emo Spider-Man. Was he the best thing in the whole movie? <laughs> Just doing some parkour in, my, in the office, eh? Um, so when I saw him appear in Civil War, and to that extent, like, how good he was, like, and like the right age and everything, I was like, oh, I might be excited about Spider-Man. I'd say it's hard for me to say what the best moment is. Like, the bit where it's like, hey, you're not the real Avengers. Like, that's straight out of the comic book. Mm. That's great. Um, when they're in the limo and you see that Tony Stark still has a bruise on his eye, which means it's not long after Civil War. Oh, I didn't War. pick that up. That's really cool. That's great. really oh, yeah, cool. Very cool. Um, Michael Keaton is the vulture. That's really cool. Donald Glover's in it. That's cool. We don't know who he is yet. He could be Miles Morales. Probably not because he's played too old for it, but that would be cool. Yeah. Shocker's in it. We've never seen Shocker before. The Tinker is in it. We saw him with some tech. That was cool. Him holding the Staten Island ferry together with his webs. Like a little shout out to the train mm. scene. That was cool. The web wings. The yeah, adjustable, I like the web the wings. The adjustable eye, which we saw already, but it looks even better in this. 
Spider-Man, Iron Man team up, them flying together in the last like split second. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but like when he, he climbs back into his house and his friend like sees him, the thing he drops, Lego Death Star. Oh, was it? That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fact that it's set in high school. That's awesome. Like, it, it's, yeah, finally. I mean, the first one... And he's was, actually a nerd. Yeah. Like, the first thing... The first movie, like, touched on a little bit, but it was very quickly out of high school because Toby Wilde was, like, 47 at the time. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and the Andrew Garfield ones, which I loved, by I the really way. Like I really like the Andrew Garfield ones. Uh, I think the yeah, he's still in high school, really, but really he's, he's, you know, not as nerdy and dorky as he should be. He's no, like that was very... Chick. That was sexy Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, that was... It was the, the good Well, it's hard for Andrew Garfield to not be sexy. Mm, it's true. They find him just annoying, though. He, d- he definitely cries a lot in the second one. Yeah. Um, but no, I think they're doing everything right. I think the Vulture suit, even though it's not comic book accurate necessarily, it makes sense because we're in Iron Man, a post-Iron Man world, so everyone's using that kind of tech. Like, it suits the universe. Yeah. Um, Did we see any of his love interests? Um, the girl in the sweater, who's like, is she wearing, have I seen that sweater before? That's a girl named, Mich- not Michelle, what's her name? Oh, I've forgotten. But she was like Peter Parker's first girlfriend before Gwen Stacy okay. in the comics. So she was a love interest. And then the character was... Like, Gwen Stacy before... Mary Jane? Mary Jane. Yeah, because Mary Jane is the last one. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know who's going to play Mary Jane. There's... Rumours that the girl Zendaya who plays... Remember when they're sitting at the table and she's like, you guys are losers. Yeah. Like, people like thought that maybe she's going to be Mary Jane. Um, even though I've seen all that girls like in real life, she doesn't look anywhere near as frumpy as in the movie. Once again, like, the way I was saying about the casting of Poison Ivy, you need to get that with Mary Jane as well. Like, she's meant to be, like, the dream girl of all dream girls. Like, she's the one who's, like... She's the heiress who's, like, very sexy and, like, she has that lump, she's, like, face of tiger. I you think get... Mary Jane was supposed to be the average girl next door. No. Kirsten Dunst lowered our expectations. Oh. Um, she's meant to be, like, the... I can't stand her voice. So she... She's meant Could to be more... Could you swap her with Emma Stone, then? If you swap them around? Yeah. Yeah, okay. She was meant to be, like, Moy Caliente. Whoa. To do a deep cut yeah. reference to right. Storm right. Days. Everyone will get that. Um... So, I don't know, but, like, that being said, like, even if she doesn't have been Mary Jane, she's, like, kind of, like, a nerdy, kind of, like, alt-alt girl, yeah. I'm cool with that as well. Like, it's, once again, it's ticking boxes for me. In a world where I never thought I'd be excited about another Spider-Man movie again, or, like, for a long time, yeah, they make me excited about that character. Um, and even though Sony seems to have their, kind of, their hands on this quite a bit still, like, it did open to the Sony logo, and, like, they still are kind of in charge of this film in conjunction with Marvel, Marvel it looks like it's part of that Marvel Universe. Yeah. So I'm pumped. I can't wait. And do we have a release date? Uh, it's May, I think. No, June. Like maybe I would have taken a photo of this, but I did see like... It's we... July for them. It's 7 7 17 for America. Yeah. But I think we're June. I think we're the last week of June. Same with Guardians. We're the last week of April and the first week of May. Cool. Yeah, I don't know where I saw it. I don't even know if I have it still on my phone, but it was just like a list of upcoming... Marvel films like the release dates. No, I don't have it. So okay, well, I mean, we have like a superhero movie like every month next year. Like we have Logan, Lego Batman, which I can't wait for. Um, Wonder Woman, Guardians Two, Spider Man, Justice League, um, Thor Three. Yes. Um, oh, that's the trailer I'm waiting for now. Like, yeah, the trailer, yeah, yeah. Because like, they've kept that under wraps. Like everything else, we've seen little bits and pieces of, but that's the the one. Yeah. So. Um, 
Okay, so despite us trying to like stick to a schedule and be ahead of time compared to last week, we definitely have been going for an hour and we haven't even touched our list. But I do have one more thing I yes. want to bring up. Go for it, Def- definitely. No, no, it was just, it was purely, have you ever seen this guy on YouTube called Chris Stuckman? Um, I've, he reviews I've, I've, not watched his, I've not watched his show, but he appears on the Screen Junkies movie fights quite a bit, so I've heard him argue for the movies. Yeah, so I, I just... I and I like I, him a lot. So. Yeah, yeah, give a shout out to him. Um, my f- uh, friend Lee, who spoke to on the phone, called mm. me out to him. Uh, he just, he's just got a movie review channel. Mm. Uh, reviews all sort of new releases, but he does classic reviews as well. Mm. Um, and he rates them like at, like school grades, mm. A plus and stuff like yeah. that. Or whatever. Um, but just if you like... So he's, he's gone back and reviewed... It's about 20 minute reviews on every Star Wars film. Yeah. Um, reviews on Harry Potter's. So I just thought if uh, anyone listening likes that kind of stuff, mm. Chris Stuckman. Nice, definitely. I did consider like doing Star Wars this week, but I was like, you know what? We've got to stick with the topic we gave, we gave ourselves. There's another like 700 Star Wars movies coming. Like, yeah. There's like every movie, like every year for the next four years, there's a Star Wars movie coming. So we've yeah. got time to talk about Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Plus, if if everyone if we go top five Star Wars film, it's going to change every year. No, nah, well, I was going to say it'll be the same. Like you know, like Phantom Menace won't make it. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so this topic of the week. This topic week's of topic. the week. This week's topic was well, last week we or last episode we did our top five favorite films of all time. Except I did my next top five because I really revealed that recently. Yeah. This week we're all coming out fresh. Our top five least favorite movies yeah. of all time. It felt like a natural sort of. Opposite, didn't mm. it? And this is going to be tough, because I don't... Like, we talked about it briefly last time. I don't really hate movies, because I don't watch movies I'm not interested in. I found this so easy. I bet you... Do you want to expand it to, like, top 50, basically? <laughs> no, I can do... I can do five. Because I, I, I also have the problem where I don't remember a lot of films that I watch, and I certainly don't remember films that I don't like. Yeah. Um, unless I specifically hate them, mm. which is these ones. Did we? Did everyone do an honourable? Oh, I couldn't even. Know. Or should I do a yeah. horrible mention? Oh yeah, yeah. Horrible. Um, I, I, I couldn't come up with any. Mm. And I don't. Again, I don't really hate anything, so I have to really dig deep. A lot of these are from before. Oh, I do have a dishonourable mention. I, I should oh, say. That's what you call them. Yeah. yeah, I should say. If I found it really difficult, because I'm sure, like, there's movies that I know that I hate, mm. um, but that just aren't worth. So, like. Like, anything Nicolas Cage has done in the last, like, three years. You know, we've got, like, 50 of those yeah, straight yeah, movies. Yeah. I just didn't think... I, I was trying to find movies that I... Well, it's funny I have Nicolas Cage movie on here. Oh, really? Yeah. I oh, know. I bet you I'm going to love it. Um, like, you know, I didn't... Like, I thought it's got to be movies that I thought, when I was going into them, this could be good. Mm. Not just, like... So I didn't put, like, The Room or... The, the Room. We love The Room. The so and stuff like that. I've put on movies that literally make me angry when mm. I hear about them or see photos for them or listen to other people talk like they literally boil my blood yeah I, so that's why I hate I don't that. have that so it was really tough there's one there's a couple I'm a very on, emotional person Jay. that's true there's a couple on here that I know that like really like bum me out like I was just like ugh and I was like oops I opened the wrong app that's not what I wanted to do I just um, came up with a dishonorable mention so when I saw these right now awesome um, so I, yeah I did a lot of them Actually, now I think about it, no, none of them are from my childhood. I feel that like I'd find stuff from my childhood that I disliked that I was forced to watch. But actually, most of the, I think all of these I've watched in my 20s. So, I was going to say, you know, I didn't really form an opinion. That that's, like, I didn't have a film opinion. I definitely did when I watched these. Um, 
We've all got dishonorable mentions. How many do you have, Tanner? I have only one dishonorable mention. Okay. Um. Do you? Well, Nick, you thought of one on the, on the fly. So do you want to give us that one while we while you still have it in your mind? Yeah, mine's Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Okay. The Joel Schumacher yep. extravaganza. Um. Look, it's kind of funny, yep. but it's just so like it's not even the way it was made. It's just the pinnacle of like opulent filmmaking. It was mm. just like anything goes villains who skate and then Batman clicks his heels and skates come out like why would he have such a specific yeah. mod for the you know what I mean yeah. like um, the fact that George Clooney couldn't move his neck in the yeah. thing so the, when he's in the bat reveal and he goes like this like moves his whole, <laughs> yeah. whole body and stuff um, and just yeah just insane the Bane in that film is ridiculous the only very, pretty comical accurate though to be fair like when he's pumped up that's what's meant to happen the only saving grace is the stunning Uma Thurman. I um, see. So that's I'm gonna. Her amazing costume. Yeah, it's not amazing. There's definitely a point where she's wearing a unisage. Yeah, it's um, all like I think it's pretty. Like for the amount of money compared to Batman's costume, mm. who was the one with the rubber nipples? Yeah, that, that, is, that is that is the that one. Is the one. That um, is. There you go. Uh, I will say this quickly. That was my very first Batman movie, so I have a soft spot for it in my heart. Okay. Um, but I was also thinking. I should have prefaced this. Last week we talked about top five favourite movies, and I find the film community, though, can be quite harsh sometimes, never tend to talk down like favourite films too often. But if you if you hate a movie that someone else doesn't like, it gets pretty scathing. So we're trying to remain civil in here today. Yeah. We, I think we may I have I just some... remembered one that isn't on my list that I don't like that is your favourite movie. I don't know my favourite movie. We'll find out. Um, well, I'll mention it now. It was Blues Brothers because it's not on my list. I love Blues Brothers. It's in my, original, it's in my top five favourite yeah, films. I know. But you haven't watched it. Yeah, I've watched enough of it. Have you had the car chase? I think so. I'm not sure. So good. Um, but that, there's no, there's no plot. There definitely is. Plot. There is no plot. It's very, it's a very simple plot. They have to raise money to save their orphanage. They're on a mission from God, from who? And that's in our opening, that's in our opening theme song as well. Oh, it's, God, I want to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, so that was me done. Yeah. So yeah mentions. Do you want to do? My dishonorable mention is Starship Troopers. I love Starship. Troopers. I what? Yeah. What? Who even are you? You know it's shit, right? It's not. It's by the director of Robocop, Peter Verhoeven, and... The it's... Aliens of Vaginas. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's, the, it's the stupidest fucking... One of the stupidest fucking things. It's a commentary seen. on, like, American politics. Like, it's really... Look, it's cool. Like, you don't have... Like, again, we know that this is a scathing era. I don't... Yeah. It's not... Look, it's not in my top... It's not in my top 50, but I do like such a trippers. Oh, I hate it so much. Uh, but I think you... My, cause my thing as well... We like, also had to study it. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that is on my list is stuff that I had to study. I will say this. Like, a lot of my list is not so much stuff that I hate as much. It's kind of like, oh, look, I'm never going to watch it again. It's kind of like... Mm. No, mine's mm. stuff that I... Hate. But I know that a lot of stuff that I have disliked... Like, my dishonorable mentions is less of a... Stuff that I hate more, I don't get why people like these movies. Mm. But I do also reserve the judgment and be like, you know what, I do play Oath and Rewatch, so that's my opinion. But Starship Troopers I really like. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nick? Do you like Starship Troopers? I haven't seen it. Don't watch it. I'm getting really conflicting information yeah. here. Uh, and then uh, the... you, you'll probably like it. Um, Neil Patrick Harris saves the day. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my dishonorable mentions are going to be highly controversial. Oh, Pro- God. Probably not in this no. room. It's like Schindler's List or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the wrong... The English patient. patient. Um, 
one of them is definitely going to upset Nick, but the other two I think I'll, I'll skate by on. And again, it's not so much that um, I think they're bad movies or I hate them, it's more that I think they get way more praise than they deserve and they're probably a little bit too overrated. Oh my god. It's so, one of my favourite films. <laughs> so the first one is a horror movie that came out a few years ago called You're Next. And it's, just, it's about this family who like, are sitting like, like in a their, like, family holiday home for the weekend. And then a bunch of intruders come in and like start killing them all and torturing them and stuff. Um, and it stars this Australian actress who is badass and like just like is killing people left and right and like saving like the family. But like instead of her just being a badass, they're like, oh no, like I grew up in Australia and I was in survival camps every week. And I, they gave way too much backstory. And I was like, shut up. Like they're overthinking. And the other thing, and this is why I dislike it, I think. It stars this guy named Ty West, who is a very popular horror director, and I can't understand why, because I think a lot of his stuff is just bloated and stupid. Like, in this movie, VHS, he, it was a compilation film, he did, like, six short oh, films. I liked VHS. I like VHS, mm-hmm. but he does one segment, especially, like, a whole bunch of short films. Oh, okay. His short film is the longest of all, they're all about 20 minutes, because it's 45 minutes long, and it goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. I think he's very egotistical, and he also plays, essentially, himself in this movie, an indie filmmaker. Yeah. Um, and, like, all of his dialogue is just awful. Yeah. Um, and people love it, but I think it's ridiculous. My next dishonorable mention is a very popular horror movie, and my old co-host from the Shortcast Movie Club would dislike me saying this. It's a horror movie called Hellraiser from the 1980s, the vehicle that starred the monster Pinhead. Mm. Um, the CGI is terrible, and that's, you know, a product of the 80s, but it's not very good. The story is not there at all. As far as I can understand... It's about a woman who is now married to a guy she doesn't love because the guy she loved was his brother and he died. And then he just appears as like a corpse in her attic and starts becoming human again. And that's about it. And she's okay with that? And she starts like cheating on her husband with him as he becomes more and more human. It's... I'm sure there's more to it and and look, it deserves a rewatch. But I think it's ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. The last movie on my list is going to upset Nick greatly, and most of the audience, like, if you hate my opinion and you're listening to this, please don't turn off the episode, because we'll get back on track. Tell me, like, how much I would like this movie. I think you would love this movie. Okay, so is it one of his top five? Is it, yeah, is it, is it Inception? No, it's not, it's not a Nolan film. Okay. But it is a Leonardo DiCaprio film. Oh my god. Wait, is it Shutter Island? No, I haven't seen that. I started watching that the other day, but I was oh. getting sleepy and I didn't want to... I didn't want to, like, no, give it up. Django. No, that is my least favourite Tarantino film. Uh, the film is a very recent film. The is Revenant. The Revenant. Oh, dear. Worst. This is worst. This is a dishonourable mention for your least favourite. It's... It, well, dishonourable mention is better than top five. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, like, still, that puts it about... And I don't think it's a terrible film. And I don't hate it. But here's the thing. I think it's obnoxious. I think it's arrogant. And I think it's the product of a self-involved filmmaker who was happy to waste everyone's time and money because he had a dream. Mm. Um, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I heard all the stuff about delaying production and stuff and only shooting in natural light and stuff. It's it's over two and a half hours long and the story could have easily been told in an hour and 45 minutes. I understand it's beautiful to look at, but if I see the same footage of the same trees more than once, like the exact same of those repeating shots, I don't care. I think that Leonardo DiCaprio is overrated in that film. I think his performance is fine. The fact that he ate meat because he's a vegetarian doesn't affect me at all. Like, that doesn't affect my film-going experience yeah. at all. Like, if he goes to do that, that's cool. The fact that he crawled inside a horse carcass, again, like, if that's what he wants to do, that's cool. It doesn't affect my movie-going experience. 
The problem is that the, the real stars of the film were shunned. Will Poulter and Tom Hardy are far better than any other performance in that film. Which who's Will Poulter? Eyebrows. He's the eyebrows kid. He was like Tom Hardy's sidekick or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bear. Um, yeah. I think it's far too long, um, and I just don't think the story itself is that great. It's kind of. I think it's a very kind of basic storyline. Um, that being said, and to prove I'm not a hater, the previous film that guy directed was Birdman, and I loved it. It was one of my favorite films of the year. Yeah. But I think it's just obnoxious. Oh, no, I don't like. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't disagree with everything you said there. Like, The Revenant wasn't. I wasn't like, oh, it's one of my all-time mm. favorites. I just liked it. I wouldn't mm. say it's great. I mean, I, you're right. It is fantastic to look at. Mm. Um, and I also tend to think that that was the uh, achievement award Oscar. Like, he's mm. been outstanding for that. A long. lot of people have said that. Like, the mm. problem is like, that he should have won. He should have really won the Academy Award for The Departed. Yeah. And The Aviator, in my opinion. I haven't mm. seen The Aviator, so I have to watch it. And I'll even say Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know if that's Oscar-worthy, mm. but I love that movie. Mm. Um, well, I found out the other day that he lost the Oscar to Denzel, who was in training day at the time, so that makes sense. Yeah. But I think... Um, <coughs> I mean, I'm blind. By, like, I, I can't see that Ray is better than him playing... Um, You're blind? Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, like, I know Jamie Foxx won it for Ray, but I can't have that that's better than Leo playing uh, Howard Hughes, so... Um, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Should we crack on the list though? Yeah, Absolutely. So, uh, but uh, that's that's my preference. I'm trying to be fair, like yeah. not because I hate these films. I just have big issues with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. but some of these I do really dislike. Um, should we go and say more to Nick Tina me? Sure. All right. Number five. When in Rome. I've never I don't seen it. Oh, I haven't seen it. seen it. Oh, you know what? We've seen clips of it because back before we moved out, Tina used to go to the video store quite often near her house, and it was just like playing on the TV. One night, I'm like, huh. This is kind of awful, even though I like Kristen Bell a lot. I don't like her at all. I love Veronica Mars, but mm. and she was okay. Uh, I liked her in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but everything else. Mm. She's Frozen. She's great in Frozen. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? Um, the first, one of the first scenes, she has spinach stuck in her teeth, Ooh, and it goes down from there. I think the plot is, I mean, it was so long ago, and I was not paying attention. I think I was forced to watch it. Um, she's, in, she's in Italy or somewhere, and she takes... There's, there's something about like magic coins she takes them out of a fountain yeah, okay. something like that and then these five dudes one yeah. of whom is Dax Shepard and other, each guy represents something like love yeah another one's Josh Dumal it's yeah. just I was it's the worst of see rom-com started the decade of the 2000s it was like yeah there's ones like Notting Hill and stuff like that mm. where it was a true rom-com and it was like a new thing and then they just, like, this is the worst that rom-coms mm. ever no. got. Have you ever seen New Year's Eve? No. Because that is pretty fucking bad. Yeah, I challenge <laughs> it to be as bad as spinach bad. in the teeth in the first minute. It is, uh, what is, it's like love, actually. But not good. But nowhere near as good. And one of the love stories is Ashton Kutcher and Lee Michelle stuck in an elevator. And it's, definitely, and it's definitely a vehicle to make Leah Michelle be a better singer than bon, John, John Bon Jovi. Oh, there's singing involved. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, at the yeah. end, he's supposed to perform it. Like, they're going to let Leah Michelle, the person that no one cares about, to sing mm. things. It's, uh, that was pretty bad. But yeah, continue with Wendy yeah. No, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I, have, I have a very low opinion of Dax Shepard. I've been very open honest about that? it. 
Um, he was in Zathura, and he was in When in Rome. He's, um, Christopher's husband. Oh, okay. of the month. He's, like, a poor man's everything. Dane Cook? Yeah. Um, and there's another guy who looks a little bit like him as well. But I was going to say, like, my opinion of him is, like, because they got married, I couldn't understand why. I'm like, he just must be the nicest guy. Because he's not funny. He's not really all that good looking. Yeah. Um, he doesn't seem all that intelligent. And I'm, I'm sure it's like a horrible person right now. But every time I see him on screen, I'm just like, this is so unappealing. Is his name Drax? No, Dax. Dax. D-A-X, I think. Yeah. The is like Dax it. what? Shepard. Is anybody going to be like, you ducked him? No. Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah. That guy from, from the douchebag from Veronica Mars. Is he in Veronica Mars? Yeah, he's the other teenage douchebag. No, he's not, he's, no, he's, not, no, he's not in Veronica Mars. But he was um, in This Is Where I Leave You. He was the radio who um, uh, Jason Bateman's wife cheated on him with. Yes, I love that movie. That's such a. Oh, now I see his picture on IMDb. He doesn't look like that bad of like. Sorry, Dax. He's definitely got some. Same as Dax. He's also got a 90s hairdo. He definitely looks like he blends yeah. Sugar Ray. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, um. NSYNC? No. What's the Nickelback? Nickelback. Nickelback. Shall I do mine? Yeah, go with number five. Alright, so number five is a combination. It is Mulholland Drive slash Blue Velvet slash any David Lynch film. James Carmen would be spinning in his non-existent grave. Um, yes, he, he, that's his favourite, like, one of his favourite directors. Mm. I can't, like, I don't get Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's backwards or something like that, mm-hmm. so I agree with you there. And I haven't seen Blue Velvet, yeah. and I don't really know. what What's his... I always get him in uh, David Lynch and... Um, David Fincher? Yes. Yes, and I love David Fincher. David Lynch's big thing wasn't even a movie, it was a TV show called Twin Peaks. Um, I can't defend David... He just does anything based around Hollywood, like Mulholland Drive, Twin Peaks. Definitely not. They're just places in Hollywood. Twin Peaks is in Hollywood. Twin Peaks is in California. Okay, well that's a Hollywood, like... It's close to Hollywood. Um, I can't defend uh, David Lynch too much. I've seen a couple of his films and they're definitely weird. What I will say, he's... He's an avant-garde experimental film. He's shit. He's not making films for the masses. And I've seen A Razor Head, and I still don't know how I feel about it after all this time. Well, this is on my list, so I'm going to talk. Go for it. He's shit. And that's basically just it. Like, Mulholland Drive, we had to watch for school. I don't even remember it. Because I keep getting it confused with memory. Well, you have to watch that for school. Yeah, we go to university. Lizzo actually. Know university, we to watch. I never watched the literature. Um, and it just—it made no sense. The problem with David Lynch films is that a they're really boring. B they're avant-garde for the sake of being avant-garde for art. It's art for art's sake. It's not real art. And this is just my opinion. And the editing is so bad because it makes the pace of the movie so slow. So we had to watch um, we had to watch my Holland Drive for literature, and then for drama we had to watch Blue Velvet. And all I remember is that fucking scene where the kid, the boy, the man, he's not a boy. The man is hiding in the closet. Watching this old guy, and you know the scene because we've talked yeah, about Dennis this before, Hopper. and you can explain Cooper it. From Dennis the Hopper movie. breathing in the respiratory thing, going, Mommy, Mommy. 
to like his mum and it's like really perverse and weird and I understand like what David Lynch is trying to do but I don't need to fucking see that shit Mm. so to me it's overrated art for art's sake crap it's basically crap wrapped up in tinfoil put a million dollar price tag on it and said put this in an art gallery and some yobbo from you know, in we in new money is gonna buy it. Shots fired. We're gonna get Carmen on to respond to this. He's uh, not. It's it is uh, his David Lynch is very wanky. That's what it yes. does. He's seventy and he's got a trendier haircut than I do. Yeah, not a good start. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, James. So sorry if uh, I offended anybody out there who loves David Lynch. Just James. That Carlin. is just my opinion. Just say sorry to James. Carlin. I I I value your opinion as well. Uh, so my first film. Is a film that I had to, I saw in cinemas and I was dragged to, which is never a good start. And oh, I think I know what this is. If you had have asked me when I was in my teens, James, do you think Adam Sandler would make a bad film? <laughs> I would have said no way. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, The Waterboy. I love Mr. Deeds. I love Mr. Deeds. It's highly underrated. I said there's no way this guy ever makes a bad film. But sometimes pubic wig padding goes too far and you get an anti-terrorism comedy about a hairdresser named You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Oh, no. I thought that was Michael Myers. Nope. No, Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Michael Myers is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, he's not. He's Halloween. Oh, there you I go. I wish Michael Myers was in that film. He might have killed me. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it. I was dragged along, and we were both dragged along. Like, we had to rush to get to a cinema in Crown to go see it, because my family wanted to go see it. And I... No, Sarah wanted to go see it. Well, let's not say names and they listen to the show, but... My family... Well, that's going to come up again on one of my lists. I know what it is, and I like that. It's Adam Sandler film. Um, But, um... The trailers didn't look good, but we always, like, try to go see films together as a family, like, at least once or twice a year. So I was game... And I, I, honestly, I can barely remember anything from the film. I tried to erase it from my mind. It's just... It's him doing an accent, but not a good accent. And you think, like, he's humping women's heads the whole time, but then it's just, they're, like, resting on, like, this big pube fro. Um, I don't even remember it. I feel... It feels like a really... To me, that merges with the guru. To me, it feels like a really discount allergy. Yeah. That's what it's saying. Like, all that allergy, I think, can be, is quite brilliant in places. This is not. Mm. It's very. Cool. I'm sure the Adam Sandler like curve into kind of terrible movies began before this, but this was definitely like a a nugget in the toilet bowl crown. Mm. Um, and I can't. You know what? I can't even say that I want to give it. I, I don't owe it a rewatch. It's not good. I'll still watch Adam Sandler stuff, but it's got to be early stuff because this is. It's not good. It's all I got. It's upsetting. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Also, my top five aren't in order, as, as I remember them. My, yeah, mine are kind of in order. Yeah, yeah mine are kind At least. of in order. My top ones will definitely be like really shit. Mm. Back to me. Yep. So mine was, this is more in there for like pure disappointment, was the sequel to one of my all-time favourite action movies, which is Independence Day. So Independence Day 2 or whatever, mm. the 4th of July or whatever like that. You know the one that Resurgence? Came Resurgence, yeah, thank you. Um, is this the recent one? Yeah, like yeah. Okay. Now, the reason was, I'd been looking forward to it since they announced it, like a year in advance, and it was right on my birthday, so I went and saw it with my brother, because we both loved the first one, 
and it just stunk. I've you mm-hmm. say that. I haven't seen either of the I've seen the first one. Apparently, the first one has an excellent it's really presence speech. Apparently, okay. Welcome to Earth happens in yeah. this one. Um, oh, I, just, really I just really good. like it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Will Smith like, in this yeah. prime. Yeah, and I've, that's right. I've heard the big problem is he does not appear yeah. aside from a picture. Yeah, well, that's right. He's not in this one. But um, the, the great thing about the first one was it was mainly based. It was like him and the other main character was Jeff Goldblum. Mm. Um, and then you have the peripheral like president who gives a pretty good speech. But this one, they just went so they had to have like um, Will Smith's son. They had to have. Liam Hemsworth, I can't remember who he is in relation to someone. They had mm. to have the president's daughter. Mm. They had to have Jeff Goldblum. They had to have the president back, and they Bill had Bill to have, yeah, Bill Pullman. And they had to have um, one of the wacky scientists, you know, the crazy scientist with long hair. Mm. He comes back, and he's like a main character. And it's just not enough screen time, and it's all action, so there's no story, there's no character development. Mm. Don't care about any of the characters, so it was just so disappointing. That's a shame because mm. the first one was really good. Yeah. I love the first. We got to go. We got to see that. We got to watch that these holidays. Sure, brilliant. I'll bring it on Blu-ray for you. Mm. All right. So my next one is that Adam Sandler movie, Grown Ups. Now there is a reason as to why I don't like this movie because had I have seen this movie one full time, I probably probably wouldn't have made it on this list. However. I have not seen this movie one full time. I have seen it 20 half times. And the reason I've seen it 20 half times, and so that obviously just makes you go insane and makes you hate the movie purely for spite, is because I think it was Christmas... Yeah, I think so. So I think it was was Christmas or a birthday or some event at James's family's place, and um, his sister was playing grown-ups on the TV. And every single time someone came, like it was time for people to come to the house to have the party, every single time someone new came to the house, she started the movie (laughs) from the start again. So I've seen the start, the first like half an hour of Grown Ups, literally 40 times, not 40 times, 20 times in one night. That movie has no plot. They literally are, like, at their house, at their all independent houses, then it goes to the women in the gym, then it goes to them in Kmart, then nothing happens. Are you talking about the there second one? There is no the first story. One. Oh, the first, the first one, they go to Kmart. Yeah. No, that's the second one. I haven't seen the second one. The second one is, and he inflates the raft. Are you talking about that? Like, they go, yeah... Because isn't the first one set like and on, they on holiday? The, the first, well, the first one, what happens, and arguably the first half of the movie, or the first like, 20 minutes of the movie is awful, like, because they're four actors who are real friends in real life, and they can't yeah. act like friends in the movie. But no, what happens is that it starts off with those kids playing basketball, and then they uh, fast forwards to the present day, and their coach dies, and they all meet together at the funeral. And yeah. then they're like, we should go up to the cabin together. And we're like, you know, we'll like we'll get together, and we'll like, you know, celebrate, like, we'll, it's a reunion of sorts. And then, um, like, shenanigans ensue. I haven't seen the second one. Yeah, okay. So then but what must have happened was... But the opening that I've seen awful. it so many times, I've erased it from my memory. Mm. Because I, I remember the start of number two. Mm. But either way, I've seen it so many times. In my in my fury of moving my phone around, I think I've de- actually deleted my list. Oh, no. Now. Do you remember But it? I know, I yeah, know what it I is. Know. I might not know the exact 
order. Rocks I don't know what it is. Oh, no, I do remember the order. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that's why I hate grown-ups, mm. because I've seen it, like, yeah. way too many times. And I don't even know how the movie ends. I've never seen the end of the movie. I've only seen the first, like, half an hour. They win. Who win? They the heroes of the beast. Yeah. David Spade won. Yeah. Jake back on the silver screen. Um, and Rob Schneider had like, all his hot daughters as well. And on a side note, number two has no plot. Yeah. Um, so my next one... is very disappointing. Um, I'm going to give you a little backstory as well. I like the theatrics of this. Back in the 90s, um, Marvel Comics was going bankrupt. Like, that's why... They've had so much so trouble getting all their films organised now because Stanley, in order to save Marvel, sold the rights to every character could to all different studios, and so that's why the films now. But one of the things they did to try and fight bankruptcy is they came up with this new line of comic books. There's going to be an adult line of comic books for the heroes, a little bit more, um, a little bit more violent, a little bit more edgy. So you had characters like Daredevil and Punisher, Wolverine was in there, um, and Ghost Rider. Mm. So when I saw this edgy, dark character, Ghost Rider, urinating flames <laughs> onto a character in a, the movie, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, the sequel, I was highly upset. <laughs> I had to choose one bad comic book film, and I think this is it. Um, it's directed by the people who made Crank, which I've never seen, which apparently is like an amazing action film if you don't care about plot. Apparently it's just like a visual feast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guys who read this obviously didn't understand the character at all. I couldn't tell you any of the villains in it. And the first one, the villain was the devil. Um, in this one, it was like an assassin, I think. Um, the visual effects are terrible. Nicolas Cage is giving a Razzie-worthy performance. Oh, really? Performance. He's fighting it, is he? Like, he's really... Like, he's, he's crazy. And I don't mind him going crazy in films. Like, I get that. But Ghost Rider isn't a joke. Like, he's not like a comedic performance. He may be like, well, that guy's out there. Yeah. Like... He's an assassin, like, with the gifts of hell. Um, and instead, like, they made, like, this cheesy, like, B-grade film, and I don't even know what else to say about it. I think that, like, the common thread in a lot of films we don't like is, like, we just can't remember them, so we try to erase them from our heads. But to take a character that's so badass and cool-looking, and again, I keep going back to it, like, having urinate flames... <laughs> like... And it's not even, like... And, like, what, when they did a lot of the Ghost Rider effects... That would be... Quite Bernie's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, and he has a UTI. One of the things they did as well to like kind of when they went to like they went to the same kind of like Ghost Rider vision. So yeah. to save money, I think on like some of the special effects, whenever he was doing stuff like the urinating, they just cut to a black screen and he would walk in and do his effect and then walk out of screen and then cut back to like the regular action. Mm. It's yeah. all edited poorly as well. Oh, that sounds really yeah. It's it's upsetting. And there's nothing redeemable about the film. Like, there's no good performances in it. The effects are terrible. It made me not care. I mean, I was never a huge Ghost Rider fan anyway. But it was like, I was like, you know what? I never need Marvel to do this. Yeah. I never need to see them do this character. Like, I've seen all I need to see. And they did it in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It looks pretty cool. Like, thank God they managed to resurrect it. But that is my number four. It is an upsetting, unenjoyable. Yeah. And I don't, it's not even an hour and a half long. Like, they didn't even get its, like, feature running legs. It's like um, maybe in Arrested Development. It's like it's only fifty three minutes long. <laughs> um, so my next one is Paper Towns. Ah, which I have not seen. Based but on it's the John by one of my favourite authors. Well, I believe the book would be good, mm. but and it's purely I, I don't care about anyone else in the film. Didn't make any impression, but Cara Delvine 
The eyebrows, man. Those freaking eyebrows. Eyebrows. Yeah. But she's just so. And also, I must say, I have a long-standing like. I really don't like the portrayal of like teenage girls as witty, sarcastic, like so much like. Uh, Marissa in the OC? Yeah, or like Juno, just like these insights that I haven't got at 27, you know what I mean? It's like world, they're like world weary, mm. they know, they're like, they've got enough experience to know all this stuff about the world, which is so fake. Mm. And so, yeah, she, and it's so bullshit. Mm. She's just like, her parents seem to be like loving parents as well, and yet she's like feeling claustroph- yeah. claustrophobic and she runs away. She's the reason why I haven't watched the movie. I haven't read the book either, I do have the book. <laughs> But I haven't read it. She's just so unlike. Like the, the thing is, like this guy, the main guy, they they grew up next to each other. He seems really unappealing. I saw like I keep seeing his photo on that that um, mm. the DVD jacket. I'm just like, he just looks like a generic like worst Miles Teller. Like just put yeah, Miles Teller. Yeah, that's right. And you just don't like. I don't even remember what he looks like. That's mm. it. Mm. But like the thing is, she goes missing and like leaves clues or something like mm. that, yeah. and he gets together some friends. Um, and to try and follow, yeah, them. and they they hire, they get a van, and they go looking and stuff. It's a it's a journey of yeah. a coming of age journey. Yeah, yeah. But at the end, I won't, you might well read it and watch it, so yeah. I won't say anything. But I purely down to Cara Delevingne. Mm. Well, I am. Um, I don't know. I also kind of felt like John Green as much. Uh, like he is one of my favorite authors because yeah. I loved Looking for Alaska and I loved. Pay, uh, not Paper Towns. Um, Bolt Now Stars. Bolt Now Stars. I was going to say, can I just ask Nick, have you seen Bolt Now Stars? Yeah. Not. Okay. That's really I good. really liked that. So um, but I hated An Abundance of Catherines. Mm. And again, that brings me back to I hated the main character. Mm. Uh, the main character was a smarmy, conceited, narrow-minded, stupid little boy. And so because I didn't like the main character, I couldn't enjoy the book. Mm. And there was a lot of maths in um, an abundance of Catherine's as well, which I just couldn't understand. Um, so yeah, so John Green might be a bit touch and go with Paper Towns. I might not enjoy Paper Towns, but well, give it um, give it a go. I'd say read the book because mm-hmm. I think if you watch the movie, there's no chance you'll read the book. So oh, she just needs to pluck those eyebrows. Like I understand, yeah. like she's it's a fashion statement and trend, and and you, you know she's got power brows. It's really strong game. They're on fleek, but seriously, they just need to pluck. Um, I would also say, like, I haven't seen the movie, but based on the trailer, it seems to be part of that new kind of yeah. teen drama genre that's yep. kind of formed. And I'll be like, just go watch Perks in a Wallflower. Yeah. Which is an amazing film. That's book. right. And an amazing book. Great movie. Oh, uh, so, book. my... What are we up to? Number three now? Three. three. Alright, so my number three is a movie that I had to watch for Year 10 English. And since then, I've hated it. It is a movie that everybody seems to love, especially all of my high school friends. And for the life of me, I cannot understand what why. Thing I know what this is. It is Ten Things I Hate About You. I freaking hate that movie. And, but you know why it's not a number one? The reason it's not a number one is because. A couple of years ago, I was running a Year 9 drama class, and I was struggling to think of a movie play comparison thing. And because it's basically The Taming of the Shrew, I was like, all right, we'll study 10 things I hate about you. And I re- we were rewatched it in class, and I can see its appeal. It's got some funny jokes. It's actually quite inappropriate for high school students mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I cannot 
stand Julia Stiles. She's not good. She's not good. I, it's her face. I don't like her face. It's all squashed in. Just like with Cara Delevingne and her eyebrows, I do not like Julia Stiles' face, and I, I do not like her hair in it, and I just I don't like her character, and I just I don't like it. I just don't like it. And especially when you have movies like Clueless or Mean Girls and all of those sort of like teen comedy drama movies, 10 Things I Hate About You is really bottom of the rung. It's really like you got to have nothing on in order to want to watch this movie. We're throwing some really controversial... Uh, <sighs> is that you, movie? Yours all make sense of Everybody loves it. Yeah, I haven't seen everybody it. Everybody so. loves it and I don't get why. I think it's a, a nostalgia thing. Yes. I think it's just because we're all the same age and we saw it, you yep. know what I mean? And I don't know, I'm like everyone else, I was like, whoa, that girl's so hot. Mm. Yeah, I was like... Like it's just sister, not to, it's this is, yeah, this is I mean, a bit yeah, unrelated. Yeah, it's related in yeah. It's related in my mind, but it's not totally related because in the same year we also studied Catching the Rye. And obviously ninety nine point nine percent of the population loves Catching the Rye. I fucking I hate it. It is the worst it is so overrated. It's just the biggest overrated piece of shit there is. I am. I haven't read it either, and I'm. I haven't read it somewhere that I'm going to love it. Yeah. And it's going to cause a rift between yes. us. Is that by JD Salmon? Yes. Yeah. It's so I shit. It. And I feel like Ten Things I Hate About You is the movie equivalent for in my mind of yeah. the hatred I have for um, Catching the Rife. So that's my number four. Three. Three. Uh, my number three is a bit of a gimme. Um, when I was figuring out the list, I had to like try and think of stuff that I'd seen that kind of bummed me out. This is the first film that I almost walked out of, and the only reason I didn't walk out of it is because I was on, on a date, and the movie was chosen by the girl that I was dating at the time, not the girl I'm currently dating. Um, and when you go on like first dates and stuff, you should both stick around because you want to ideally like proceed to like keep dating. Um, but the thing that really solidified my concerns in our relationship is when we walked out of the cinema, she was like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> the movie was a parody movie, oh. which unfortunately, the parody movie has died. Like, back in the old days, you got, like, Flying High and Naked Gun, and, like, all you need to be scary movie, like, great parody movies. And then somewhere along the line, the people got misguided, and I was forced to watch an epic movie. Mm. I haven't, seen, I haven't, I haven't seen any of those. Neither have I. But I don't think they're dead. I just don't think they get theatrical releases anymore. No, I mean, no, I mean, no, what I mean by, I mean the quality. Is oh, so yeah, because they're still around. It's just, <laughs> so, not to sidetrack your, uh, your anti-review, <laughs> but um, there's a piece of shit on Netflix called uh, The Starving Games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it is, it's it's worse than B. I yeah. mean, it's D grade. It's, there's also like Hungover Games and Vampires Suck um, and Meet the Spartans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're still going. No, so I mean, the genre's out there alive, but I mean, it's just alive and kicking. I think Scary Movie 2 was the last good parody movie. Yeah. Uh, but sorry, yeah. I, didn't um, I barely remember it, except for the fact that it had a lot to do with Jack Sparrow. It had a lot to do with, I think Superman got shot in the eye, but instead of like him it bouncing off him, he was like, that really hurts. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> I have to take a tea I'm laughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> It parodied Chronicles of Narnia a lot, but like they got Jennifer Coolidge to play the Ice Queen, who is 
the European girl in Two Broke Girls. She's the Sophie. Sophie. Sophie's back. Um, and like I think Fred Willard played the lion, and they slept together. Oh. Um, and then like, at, at one point, someone was DJing in the battle. <laughs> And the, then to end the movie, because I had to get out of this like climactic battle, someone picked up the remote control from Click and just reversed it all. Oh, oh God! Um, I didn't laugh once, and I was. <laughs> but that hurt. I was eighteen, so like I was definitely the target demographic for that yeah. movie. Um, just really unfunny. I think there's also the "Don't Vote for Pedro" T-shirt was in there because that was a witty joke. Uh, just upsetting, and like also, it's just I had a pro- I, I've talked about my problems with like, Big Bang Theory like before, and I won't get into it now. But I really get upset by lazy writing, and I know that like like as a, as a writer and as a, a a viewer as well, it's just like look, if you don't know, if you don't have like, like don't if it's not complete, don't put it out there. <laughs> so if you have a problem with it, you you shouldn't be writing about it, or you have to get someone to, like really really help you like. And that film is just lazy joke after lazy joke after lazy joke. They're not even trying. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of a gimme because those parody films are all, all awful. But that one was when I was dragged to on a date with a girl that I really liked at the time. And she really liked the movie. And that was an upsetting trauma experience for me. <laughs> so epic movie is okay, epic not movie. good. It was epically bad. Okay, so my second last one. Or second one. So I don't know. This, I really adored it. But yeah. Yeah, they kind of are as well. Actually, yeah. uh, is Battlefield Earth. Uh, John Travolta yeah. Scientology film. Yeah. It's kind of... It's, it might seem like a cop-out, because I know it is famously, like, one of the worst films ever, but... I don't know it. Uh, it's, it's that old that, like... I was young when I watched it, and, like, it was kind of... I was kind of excited, because it was one of those ones where, like, my dad came over from the shops one day with this on DVD. Yeah. It's like, whoa, that <laughs> Some cool... Sounds epic. Yeah, some cool sci-fi thing. And it is fucking atrocious. So, like, um... Forrest Whitaker and John Travolta play these like I don't even know what they are Scientologists yeah <laughs> and they come it's oh, set like cod pieces oh my god so it's set in the future and the human race is like they're just enslaved to like mine for like gold or something like that and they use insult like rat brain and man animal and mm. um, yeah it's just really shit in the end like humans like they end up, like, pretending to mine this place and it's actually, like, the Pentagon or something like that and they steal these planes and they learn to fly really... Like, it's... it's Yeah, like, these, like, Harry Jets. I don't know, this sounds pretty great, Nick. Yeah, it's, uh... I mean, it's funny. It's really <laughs> funny. funny. Being, uh, it's just like, not meant to be. Like, oh, my God, um, shit. I don't know. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Okay, yeah. It's... I think, like, I think you would get a kick. I would actually recommend it. In a bad movie night? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's my number two. Mm. Uh, right. I would say, like, it's fitting that's a number two. Because it's get, stunk. That's when get a yeah. joke in there. Uh, my number two is a movie that, um, I don't know why I don't like it. I have absolutely no idea why I don't like it. It's just every time... I see ads for it, and it's on TV. I just, I, I can't stand watching more than 10 seconds of it. And that's almost famous. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know what it is. I think it's that Tiny Dancer scene. Yes, I was just about to say that. I love that song, yeah. but I haven't seen the scene. And so. they, oh, they don't watch it, because it will ruin the song for you. Okay. It's ruined the song for me. Okay. 
Um, and I don't, I just, I don't know. I think the mum is a big part of me hating that film mm. as well. Um, so basically, uh, if I remember, because the last time I watched this, I think I was about 10 because I refused to watch it. But if I remember the premise of it, it's basically this journalist. It's mm. set in the 1970s. It's got people I like in it. It's got Jason Lee. It's got Michael Angarano. It's got, um, yeah. Um, and yeah, basically this, this journalist, this young 17-year-old, you know, journal writer, article writer, newspaper mm. writer, uh, goes on tour with a band. Um, yeah, they're like, yeah, they're called like something Stillwater. It's like a really yeah. obvious take on like Creed's Clearwater. Or yeah, yeah. Like that. and like um, he goes around and he documents like what they do. Mm. And obviously, there's a lot of you know drug taking. There's a lot of sex involved. There's a lot of that and everything. Totally and every once in a while, like he calls back his mum while he's on the road, and his mum's like, "Don't do drugs and don't do this and blah blah blah." And it's just I don't know what it is, but I hate it. Okay. I can see how people would like it. It just doesn't connect with you. But I hate it. No, but again, like, we were the target. It's a coming-of-age story. It's just in the 70s. Mm. And we were right in that sweet spot to watch it. But yeah, I don't know. I Mm. I never... Like, I don't hate it, but... Definitely don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My number two is... Highly controversial. Oh, no, no, no. No, it won't be controversial with you. Nah. Uh, it's something you're not in your top, top five or anything. Uh, it's in your top ten. Um, it's a film that had an Academy Award nominated song and a Grammy Award winning song. It's also a, Ooh, a high grossing sequel. Yes. But unfortunately, it's not good and it was simply used to set up a spin off. Oh, okay. It followed an excellent. Excellent animated feature, and then it became Despicable Me 2. Um, so, Despicable Me 2? Yeah. I haven't seen the purple one. We saw it in cinemas. So, I, I must say, I'm, I'm a real novice when it comes to all of those. So, mm. now, is that like a Minions from Despicable Me? Yes. Okay, and so, the first the first movie is excellent. It was partly, partly written by Jason Siegel, who also starred as the villain in it. It's got Rusty Brand in it, doesn't it? Russell, Russell Brand's in it. Steve Carell's in it. Um, the first one. And the first one is excellent. It's a really great take on the villain origin story and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The second one is simply there to set up the Minions movie. The Minions become the main character in it. They became the main villain in it. And even Kristen Wiig can't save this movie. Um, she's... Sorry. It's under... It's under an hour and a half long again. That that sounds really irks me. If you can't get your film to feature length, don't release it. Mm. I'm sorry though. If I'm going to pay money to go see your movie, it needs to be minimum requirements. Yeah. Not including credits. <laughs> yeah. Um. It ends with the minions singing like a Backstreet Boys song. Uh. Um. I don't care about banana. I don't care about bidu bidu. Like it's <laughs> irritating. The trailer was Mom great. Loves the trailer has them being abducted by like, aliens and they use the Halloween music. <laughs> but they obviously didn't have the rights to use all the money for it in the actual film, so they didn't use it. Um, but one of the things that really upsets me, but this is an Academy Award nominated film. They went up against Monsters University, and I think it won. I don't think Monsters University won. Um, they get to a point in the film. I'm going to spoil it because most people have seen it. If you haven't seen it, you don't care anyway. Um, where the minions are turning bad. They're turning into those purple, like, aggro minions. And they're just like, stuck in this like, kind of 
they're caught in like, this chamber and they're being surrounded by everyone, like all these minions, and they're about to get killed, like uh, Gru, and I think his children are there as well, all these adopted children, and there's nothing they can do. And then suddenly, Russell Brand, the old scientist, flies past, and he goes, don't worry, I found a cure, sprays it, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, what a cop-out. But they don't go into how the cure was found, you never see him work on the cure. Yeah. It's literally like, the biggest example of Deus Ex Machina ever. It's just yeah. so... Again, lazy writing. Like, it's so stupid. It's so upsetting because the first one is excellent. Like, I would hold... Like, just people me, the first one was probably one of my favourite movies of the year. I think it was 2010. One of my favourite movies of that year. Like, really well done. Super fun. And great scene animated film that wasn't done by DreamWorks or Pixar or Disney. Like, someone else bringing something to the table. And then to give this... Just this obvious, like, sell-out minion setup full of characters that aren't that interesting. And then just... Like, to not even have the audacity to, to be like, hey, I'm going to give this like, a proper ending. So like, eh, they just found the scientist. He found it out. Like, yeah. <coughs> super upsetting. Super disappointing. Um, and then also unearthed, you know, everything minion we've seen since, which yeah. is disappointing. Yeah. No. Um, before we continue, there's one of the things I forgot to mention. No, this is great. things I hate I like about this. you. So I was on Netflix... Uh, a couple of days ago, and I was looking through because I wanted to look at Christmas movies, and I got top picks for Tina, and that was hey. top picks for Tina. Can't deny it. And I was like, no, it isn't. It is not the top pick for Tina. Ten things Tina loves. Ten yeah. things Tina hates about Julia Stars. Julia Stars. So now we're down to number ones. I just, um, mine is actually going to feature well, the actress that you mentioned in that film, Kristen Wiig. But if we were to do it, what, like most. Disliked actors slash actresses, she'll be almost my number one. You don't like Kristen Wiig at all? Uh, I really like Kristen Wiig. I used to hate her, <laughs> and now I really like her. Yeah. So anyway, can I guess what it is? Yeah. I, I think you know already. I think I do. And if it is, I agree with you in terms of I don't like it either. I, oh, well, I'll just, say, I'll just say it's probably the most... Like the dis- like the most disappointed I've ever been after going into the cinema. Is it a sequel that was like ten years too late? Yes. Oh, I know see, it is. I, I didn't think that. Uh, okay. Does it star someone who featured prominently in our old podcast? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. that's exactly what this is. Yes, it's Anchorman Two. Oh. This time it's shit. Oh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be Bridesmaids and then I thought it was gonna be Ghostbusters. No. That's like thirty years too late. Yeah. yeah. Um it's just bad in every... It's it's like the, the classic thing they did where... Um, and they did it with the Hangover films as well, where, like, Brick was such a like a sleeper hit and his character, like, slightly retarded mm. and all that kind of stuff. So you just amp him up in the next one because mm. it's, it's like... It's like That's focus, what the people want. It's focus groups, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like, that was really funny. Mm. Um, and, you know, they did that with Alan in the Hangover films. Yeah. Uh, and you get too much of it. And just this... I think I don't know if they just shower as well. Like they yeah, too much. I don't know if they just didn't read like the comedy landscape, but um, the whole thing has changed. Like that's just, that humor is like it's classic because we've seen it then mm. when it was like like new. Yeah, new. That's right. Yeah, but now like people have taken comedy a bit further. Now it's a bit more risque. Mm. So the same jokes don't land. I will say this, and I know this is your turn, so I don't want to like try and defend too much. I do love their relationship with that movie. Uh, the Kristen Wiig Steve Carell I could be more opposite the bit where he defends her I think is so charming and like ridiculous uh, I just I don't think it's funny I don't know like, I'm like oh, what a scream yeah. a minute but, but I do like but I just I hate like oh let's just get a female brick in like yeah. it's just so shit but the one thing 
that I did laugh at, I did think was really... No, there was two things... Uh, uh, there was two things that I thought was really funny. One of them was like that cheap setup for when they're in that um, the RV, and they're like, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, what's the, the, the yeah, gas cooker on, yeah. it's like scorpions in there, yeah, just yeah, purely yeah. for when it flips over and stuff. And the second one is just when it was just a really funny thing from that Will Ferrell said when he's talking to like her new um, partner, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and he's just like, no offense, but you are a stupid asshole. <laughs> um, I I love the bit where um, Brick. Brick is eating the, the the cardboard with cork on it. He's like, Ron, I'm going to need your recipe. <laughs> like, that fits good. But that whole 40 minutes where the, the whole lighthouse, the lighthouse oh. that, did, that should have been cut. It's too long. Thing. That and did not yeah, need to be in the movie. To have a second fight, I mean, it was funny mm. and it was a good idea to, like, get those people in for cameos. They, like, I don't... But just you just try, you're doing the same jokes. Mm. It's just really shit. Like it's um yeah. I remember we were sitting in the theaters and we saw it, and I was just like looking if I wore a watch or looking at my watch because it's like this is going on so long. Yeah. it's like a two-hour comedy, and they're at least yeah. an extended cut. And I just I um I remember being when you're looking forward to something that much and you mm. go see it in the cinema. I was asking you I was, going to type I was really baby. charitable. I was like laughing when I thought I should have been, and then yeah. I got home, and I was like, wait a minute, yeah. what is that? <laughs> so I pulled the wool over your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, know, like, you know when you, you've amped something up so yeah. much, you're almost like, you don't want to believe that it's mm-hmm. shit, and so I was like, oh, that must be funny, and, but it was just... That movie made me, like, put me off all, like, sequels. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go see Zoolander 2. Like, yeah, I, lo- I love Zoolander, the first one, but after seeing Anchorman, I'm like, they don't know how to do it. Yeah. They don't know how to pick it up ten years later. Like, some sequels work really well. And, and some... Dumb and Dumber 2, I think, was really I didn't, I didn't watch it. I've, seen, I've barely seen the first one. Yeah. I've seen Disney Pieces. But yeah, I was just like, I don't trust them. It's just, I don't know why they haven't figured out yet that nostalgia isn't a good enough reason to make yeah. a sequel. Like... Like the movies that everyone loves when they were kids and are seminal now, mm. like, you just can't recapture that. That's the point, you know? Mm. Yeah, like, if they... It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's absolutely right. Like, it's, and I don't mind them making a movie like it's nostalgia, but they have to have a story. Like, it has to... Mm. Like, a perfect example, one of my favorite movies of all time is Clerks, made in 1994. And whilst a lot of people didn't like the sequel, which came out in 2006, a lot of people did. It's a really well-done sequel because the, it's the same writer, the same director, and it's... The ongoing journey, and like it's a, a sequel that makes sense. Um, and he's doing close three at some point, which is because like, it's you know close to the tale about people in their twenties, and the second yeah. one's about people in their thirties, and the next one's about to be them in their forties. So it makes sense that they're going to do that. But if it's done right and it's crafted lovingly by the person who created the character, so I think it works. But yeah, like Anchorman, that first one is so great, like yeah. and it's like quotable and super fun. Um, although I don't think it's as great. As I, I think it is. Overrated as well. Like I do like it all up. I think people do overrate that film. Mm. But that sequel is just crushing. Cause you just sit and you're like, wait, how did they go wrong? Like how did they get it so wrong? Mm. Like there are a couple of couple of jokes in there. And I did say like I did like the Kristen Wiig Steve Carell relationship. Even though I didn't necessarily think it was the right idea, I thought they did the best with what they had. Yeah. Um, but and there, there's there are a couple of jokes. There's one joke um, when they, they become the late night um, crew. And poor Ron's like, I'll be doing a 10-week expose on Famous Vaginas. You'll yeah. never guess number one. But I'll give you number two. Madame Curie. Curie. Yeah. Like, and so, they're, they're actually in a small crack. Of course, they're enjoying it. Of course they're enjoying it. It's crack. See, so yeah, I didn't wait for them. Yeah. 
But um, it's yeah, it's a lot more missed than here. But I absolutely understand why. And I, you know, I could make a case for other films in my list being worse than that, but definitely most disappointed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And that's what like I think I took a trick out of my list as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So well, my number one. Before I get into my number one, there's one more dishonorable mention that I want to mention. It was uh, my first ever date that I went on. And it was, I can't even remember what it's called. It's like deep water or blue water. It's the one with open the two water. open water. The shark um, movie. The shark movie where the two people, people are, in the, are in the ocean and nothing happens. It's found footage jaws, isn't it, without the shark? Yeah, because for an hour and a half, nothing happens. Yeah. They're just in the water. Yeah. Um, so just wanted to mention that. Now. Number one, I am sorry, Nick. Oh my god. I'm sorry. What have you done? Okay, I I do not like this movie. Oh my god. It um I have no idea what the story is. Oh I have no idea what the plot is. I've never seen this. Okay. Um I hate the 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 main reason I hate this is because I hate one character and her costume and it makes no sense. I don't understand what the movie is supposed to be. Is it supposed to be sci-fi? Is it supposed to be comedy? Is it supposed to be drama? I oh, don't I know. Okay? I hate this movie. Every time I see ads for this movie, I change the channel. I cannot stand it. Casper and that is well. The Fifth Element. Oh my god. I freaking oh my god. hate it. What? We had an argument about this recently. She told me, I'm like, how can you hate it? And I knew she hated it. I'm like, I don't understand. It's a great movie. Oh my god. Okay, to be fair, I have not watched this movie in about 20 years. So... Well, I don't think you're being fair then. <laughs> you know, it's probably changed. My opinion yeah. of it has probably changed if I watched it again. But it makes no sense. I'm and I just <laughs> don't get it. Again, I don't really know what it is, but I do absolutely hate Mila Djokovic, Mila Djokovic's costume. Oh, like, the straps! This, what, Classic what? straps! No, it does nothing. And because Why is her on. hair orange? And in the ads, there is always that bit where she goes like that, and then goes like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it's about. always in the ads, yeah. and I just... But do you remember the bit where she microwaves the powder and it becomes a whole roast chicken? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, that I don't remember that. That's a classic bit. What's the guy's name? Luke. Luke yeah. Besson. Yeah. And because it's a French film, it was a PG movie we to see boobs in it. Did we? Oh, yeah. Her boobs? Yep. Yeah, nice boobs. So we're still in your review. Oh, that's okay, because I don't have anything else to say other than I hate it. Okay. I really like it. I've watched it a while. I haven't watched it in the last 10 years because... She doesn't like it, so we haven't watched it. I probably watch it without me. Yeah. I probably see it. Maybe it's one of those ones where I see maybe once every three or four years. Yeah. I have the feeling that everybody who is listening to this is saying Tina has the worst opinion of movies ever. Yeah, but I just just stipple me too and the Revenant. So don't no, worry. But you know what? I don't know that many people who really like the Fifth Element. Mm. I don't know anyone else who really hates it, but I think people don't care. So mm. you're probably more. I don't know. It's pretty. It's a. A cult classic. Yeah, it's cult. You know, but that's the word. It's not like a mainstream yeah. hit. You know, I think the other thing that diminishes the final as well as I do like Fifth Element, but before he got that movie made, he had like some time off, like some time and money free to make another short film, like another project. Yeah. So he shot 
a film called Leon the Professional, and it's probably Lucasfilm's best film, certainly better than Fifth Element. I think that diminishes Fifth Element. So I like it a lot. When you see what he did, just as like, he's like, oh, I've got some time, I'll just make a quick movie or yeah. whatever, with, you know, with no like time and development, and then you make Fifth Element, you can see a quality difference. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. The film should be a standalone thing that yeah. you judge by itself. Yeah. And I judge it poorly. No, what I was, what I was saying is like, it's, it should have been a lot better because it was well planned. And everything. The other thing I'll say is, it's a, which is one of the things I like about it, but I can equally see how that's what you don't like about it, is, you know what, it just goes for it. There's nothing subtle about it. It's mm. very sci-fi. Mm. So Also, Chris Tucker is awful in it. How dare you. Oh, I can't stand how it. Dare he is you. the worst part of that film. Um, yeah, like, uh, like something like Guardians, right, is sci-fi, but sci-fi for everyone. Mm. Yeah, I everyone. wonder how it will age, though, Guardians. I think it'll age well. Well, yeah, I think well. But that, it doesn't have, like... Doesn't have the humour that Guardians has that means everyone can relate yeah. to it. It just goes for sci-fi, yeah. and I love that. Mm. But I can equally see how you don't. You know mm. what I mean? So I'm a fan of sci-fi. I love sci-fi, but I don't. I just. I just. I don't like this. Mm. I just think it's trashy. It's just trash. <laughs> trashy people like it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the trailer trash section. Yeah. The, the segment. We're going to, like, we're way over time. <laughs> we're way over time, so I'm trying to, like, go through mine really quickly. My number one, and this is number one. Like, as soon as I thought this, I was like, this is definitely my least favorite movie of all time. Um, it has the disappointment factor, because it's a film that I, I, was, I, was, I was looking forward to. I was like, this is going to be cool. Like, this is going to be, this director's bounce back after a couple of years of terrible films. It's a Disney remake. It stars a very overused Johnny Depp in a bunch of makeup he doesn't need to be wearing. And it was the increased failure of Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. The movie is Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. It's You don't need to. First of all, Tim Burton Tim Burton needs to stop making doing remakes or adaptations. Every time he does something that's his own creation. Go back to his claymation. Every time he does something original, it's great. Mm-hmm. Like Corpse Bride is great. Not Night Night Christmas he, he didn't direct that, but it is great. Mm-hmm. Frank and Wayne haven't seen, but I've heard it is amazing. But then... Notice, Climation. Mm. All of his Climation ones are really good. Even like, but Ever since the hands, obviously. Yeah. Great. Batman movies, mm. fine, but not... Like, like probably the best of his stuff. Suffers from being in the 90s. Yeah, China Chocolate Factory, very book accurate, but very misguided. And this is the same. He didn't take the original script from Alice in Wonderland or Alice in Looking Glass. He took two different stories and merged them. Mm. So you have... Mia Wasikowski in battle armor fighting a dragon when that shouldn't even be part of the plot. Like, Wonderland is this forgotten, decrepit hellhole, but this is her first time to Wonderland. You have... And they're all saying, she's back! And mm. she's like, what do you mean I'm back? Mm. So, like, you kind of go, what's going on? Helena Bonham Carter is not good in it, and she's a great actress, and the big head thing is upsetting. Crispin <laughs> Glover is not good in it. And I like him. I like him a lot. Johnny Depp is just doing that thing. He's just... Doing too many big budget movies with big budget makeup. I just want to see him do like a detective story or something, like getting back into a very normal standard movie. He needs to just rein it in a little bit. Um, Mia Wasikowska is fine. Like, I don't think she's the right choice for Alice, but she's fine. Um, the CGI isn't great. Alan Rickman is probably the only decent thing in it, but he's just a CGI creation. Yeah. Um, it's an insult to Lewis Carroll. Hmm. Which is the worst part because he was so clever and this is not clever at all. 
it's an insult to the animated feature. Even the, the 2003, like, direct-to-DVD miniseries is better. Oh, yeah, the best, the best Alice in Wonderland you will ever see is the TV mini-movie in two parts. Yeah, it's great. That it's is really good. so good. With, um, Gene the one with Gene Yeah, and the checkerboard grass. Yeah. I always just remember that checkerboard grass. It's, it feels, like, it probably wasn't a cash grab, but it feels like a cash grab. Uh, it goes to prove that Tim Burton seemingly doesn't care about the movies he makes anymore because it doesn't have, like... People are like, oh, it's his twisted Tim Burton style. No, it's not. Tim Burton's style is dark. It's anti-establishment. Mm. It's all about, like, how if you fit in, then you really don't belong at all. Like, all the stuff you see in Edward Scissorhands and Nightmare on Elm Street, like, everything is turned upside down. This is just... Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare before Christmas, sorry. Um, it's just CG and bad makeup and far too colourful for my life. It's dystopian, but it doesn't fit... I went and saw it in cinemas because I was like, this actually might be really good. And then I walked out of the cinemas with the two girls that I saw, saw it with. My sister, who was like, that was amazing. That was one of the best films of the year. And Tina, who was like, that was pretty good. Her review led, you let and retracted your review. <laughs> I was like, eh, actually, it probably wasn't that good. And I was like, this is, I couldn't even form words in my review. Like, I was like, I couldn't, I wanted to swear. And I had my younger sister there. I was like, you know, like, this is... This is like the, she loves it. This is the creatures that live inside the mouldiest of turds. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not it's not even a bad movie. It's just, to me it's unwatchable. Like it's just not entertaining. No, it doesn't grip you at all. Like it doesn't never like because you know there's those movies where I just never enter the movie. Mm. I'm just always aware that I'm just sitting yeah. there watching a screen, you know? Like is it like that or is it just so poor that I was more disappointed by this film than I was by that over Superman the first time I watched it and I was pretty devastated by that episode the first time I saw it. Like, people, like, were shocked that I couldn't like a Batman movie, um, which I love it. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> so the crawling back. Like, a, a film that I had way less kind of commitment to or, like, kind of connection with just left me so, like, upset with the movie. I was like, how can... It, and the, the upsetting thing is, I made this comment about the, the Transformers 5 trailer recently as well, where I was like... I don't care if they want to make whatever story they want to make and they want to spend... Like, if they can get that money and they can make that movie and they want to tell that story and they know their audience, that's fine. Go for it, I guess. But I think it's irresponsible to give someone that much money to produce something that low quality when you could produce easily, like, four or five great independent features of that money. Mm. Um, it's it's a blemish mm. on, the his, on the history of American film. <laughs> Okay. And that's and I guess that's that's pretty hateful. That's the strongest I feel about a movie in any negative context. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that was a lot. That was it was a lot funnier than the top five, but also a lot more vitriolic. Right? <laughs> well, when you play the dark side, I guess. But like honestly, like with the exception of maybe Alice in Wonderland, I don't hate any of those movies. Like I will never watch them again. Mm. Like they're disappointing, um, and they're a, wa- a waste of my time. Like I'd rather watch yeah. something. I'd rather try my luck with a potential bad movie than watch one of those again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that is. Well, the, we are running. I was meant to leave an hour ago. An hour ago. An hour ago so. And um, and we were definitely like longer than the first episode. So we were like, once we get in the swing of things, we'll move a lot yeah. quicker. Not true. Um, hopefully we'll have an episode out next week because next week we want to do Christmas movies. Yes. Top five Christmas movies. Top five Christmas movies. I also have some other uh, little uh, 
subcategories. I was thinking we might do like favorite Christmas song, uh, maybe favorite mm. Christmas special or TV episode. Mm. <laughs> we won't do a whole as much as like choose like a one, and we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought I might bring in like some Christmas themed quizzes as well. We oh, might yeah. like test you guys out. Yeah, I love that. And um, of course, we'll most more than likely have the Star Wars Rogue One review as well. Yeah, we're all inshallah. We'll all have seen it. Yeah. I mean, it's God willing. Okay. Hold uh, um, um, Quick rule for next week. Yes. Do multiple films that franchise count because... You can count four or five Home Alone films if you want to. No, no, but I mean, four of mine will be just two franchises. You That's know? okay, you can do that. Like, yeah. if it's Die Hards, if it's Lethal Weapons, if it's Home Alones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there should be any rules in this show, like, yeah. other than try and stick to the structure yeah. and don't run over two hours long if you're broken. The only rule is just have fun. Yeah. Have fun with it. Um, and then the, if we, if we, if we do this right, we'll have our Christmas episode next week and the week after will be our last episode for the year ends. I'd like to try and get four episodes of this year. Does it have to be a Christmas movie or a movie that we consider to be a Christmas movie? Um, I think Christmas-themed movie, I reckon. Okay. It's got to be about Christmas. So you can't um, just have, like, a couple of scenes that are based around you Christmas. Could, no, if Christmas features, then I will give it up. I think I'll give it to you. Because I will definitely include Die Hard, any of the die, any of the first two. I think the first two It doesn't die have hard. to just be the film, like, set. So, for example, Die Hard 1 is a Christmas party. Yeah. Therefore, it's, you know, like... Um, just as I would say Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. And so is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I believe. Mm. Yeah. So those films, anything that's Shane Black is a Christmas movie, <laughs> yeah. uh, except for Predator. Um, so yeah, as long as Christmas is featured somewhat prominently, I think we'll let it pass. Yeah. And if it doesn't count, we'll boo and hiss you up the line. <laughs> yeah. um, and if all goes to plan, then the follow week will be our final episode of the year, and we'll do our top five movies of the year, I imagine. Uh, yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. top five episodes of TV or something, we'll figure it out. Yeah, talk about that. What about, what about top five WTF moments in TV? Like, something that happened in Game of Thrones that oh, yeah, yeah, kept yeah. you upset away, like a moment in Westworld or something? Oh, yeah, okay, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top, top five, like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 moments. I've, got, I've already got three ready to go. Okay, so, yeah, okay, cool. And we'll figure some other stuff out as well. We may or may not do reviews that week, depending on how loaded the show's going to be. Well, maybe what we can do reviews, but maybe I'll set a timer, and it's like half an hour for reviews, and then mm. if it gets close, you've got to screw Yeah, because every review we've done so far has taken an hour. Yeah. So. But maybe just watch... Maybe we'll also decide, hey, I watched seven movies this week, I'll review two of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I should just... Uh, I won't review them, but I, I completely forgot to mention that I watched the two films... That you guys mentioned on our last episode, which was um, "Don't Breathe" and "Imperium." Oh, what do you think? Oh, I do want to hear this. Uh, yeah, I liked both of them. Yeah, I think for some reason "Don't Breathe" is stuck with me longer. Is it the, the the scene in the underground with yes, the... where he shoves the thing in his? Yes, in his we won't say anything else because he hasn't seen it. It's but it's very unsettling. But even before that, when he's preparing it, yeah, yeah it's so gross. And the discovery of that yeah, yeah, situation yeah. was a gr- great reveal. And the other one I saw was Imperium, and I completely agree that it's the first time I've seen Danny Rads, mm. and I haven't been like, That's I'm going home, you know what I mean? My mate Harry over there. Because yeah. yeah. he is really good as like a yeah. skinhead, and um, I I was a little disappointed that it wasn't more like violent at the end. I just, yes. Not for violence, say. But I just sort of thought... Because, like, spoilers, everyone here has seen them, you guys both saw it, um, you know, like, they just, the operation works, and they arrest the people who they think are going to mm. 
dude, like, uh, I, I gotta bomb this place, but I would thought maybe a more hardcore ending where he dies or he has to kill mm. just like it just sort of wrapped up Rodney yeah. or like, like he has to relocate even relocate like. yeah yeah oh he did relocate didn't he I think he did relocate did he? oh yeah but that was just because he wanted a job somewhere I like yeah. how he got his tattoo laser off yeah but um yeah it's a great film as well mm. I think that's a 2016 film so it could if you're on one of our lists we'll see how we go maybe, maybe. Uh, well we're definitely way over time uh, I can't wait for Christmas episode next week's going to be great. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to get it in there. I already have three. That is past the remote for this week. Shh, it's finishing. <laughs> and all the credits. I, um, I love this show, so I can't wait to get back and do this some more. Uh, from myself, Tina, and Nick, we'll say goodbye. Yep. Yeah. Des champs. See you later. <laughs> Roll those credits.